0: watching dead the officially unofficial podcast for the walking dead on amc i'm jim and i'm aaron and today we're talking about season 5 episode 15 entitled try uh this is the the fourth in the the series of dale episodes dale titled
1: the dale quote
0: yeah they got uh the character dale in the writer's room said what should we call these i don't know remember forget try (laughs) something (laughs) what did i say in season two
1: (laughs) they had to go with the watch quote is either dale from season one Uh Mm-hmm. Or About the watch in his ass, and or the, yeah, you know. or I, I was going to say, or Pulp Fiction with Christopher Walken. <laughs> then we'd had, uh, we'd have. Uh, they chose the right one. We'd we'd have titles like Uncomfortable, Hunk, <laughs> Ass. Uh-huh. Hard to argue. Hard to argue with what we ended up with. Indeed. Uh, who made this episode? It's directed by a guy named Michael E. Strat. Oh God, Satrazimus, uh who has directed a couple episodes of Walking Dead. But he got his uh, he got his filmmaking start being the cameraman for movies such as Super Mario Brothers the movie oh yeah mm-hmm. and The Crow so okay. the the extremes of of human cinema there <laughs> uh, and is written by Angela Kang who's uh, uh, yes written uh, several episodes of The Terriers and several episodes of Walking Dead mm-hmm. uh, and I thought. Uh, There's a couple rough things that we talked about on the instant cast and some of those don't bother me as much on second viewings and some of them are still bothering me, Mm -hmm. but I thought the episode looked great and the action was well filmed. And, uh, uh, I, I especially like a couple of some of the really dramatic moments, like with Glenn confessing to Rick, uh, how they use light and shadow with him and Dickless, uh,
0: yeah, Glenn confronting Nicholas. I really like that scene. Sure. Uh, th- there are quite a few scenes in here that I like. Uh, what did you think of the soundtrack, especially as it relates to the beginning? Man, did it I work thought... for you. You see the tears coming out of Reg's eyes. Are those pain or. Uh, over losing his son or over the soundtrack.
1: <laughs> well, I just thought it's funny that the CD player was flashing. No, like no, <laughs> no, no, no Please, more. I thought no. Aiden was gone. No more of this. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I actually liked the song and how it fit with the action and the lyrical content, and kind of, but I don't like how real world it was centered. Like I don't, I didn't need them to have this douchebag music. Well, I mean, not Nine H Nails is douchebag music. <laughs> But Aiden is a douchebag. This was his music. Yes. His mom and dad and brother play, playing that to play homage to him. I I thought this whole scene was too operatic. Like, her burning the notes and...
0: Yeah, the song just doesn't feel like casserole-baking music. Like, candlelight... Like, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to listen to the music that her son listens to, but come on.
2: Yeah,
1: They're going to hear two notes of that and shut it off. We can remember him without this. Sure. If if we had just the music without them starting a the CD and... There is no parent in the history of parenting who has said, you know what,
0: I want to reminisce about my children by listening to the music they listened to when they were teenagers. <laughs> I bet that's not that's, true. Oh, that's totally I true, that's man. that's not true. Totally true. But I do they think... They look at pictures. They look at photo albums. They don't... <laughs> <laughs> they don't play the shitty music they listen to as kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do think it Yeah, I mean, I mean, do think it was overblown, and I wish they'd gotten rid of those aspects of it. Are we actually doing the recap now? Yeah. That, okay. That's, that's the first one. Casserole One thing one, one, I want to say as a public service announcement is that the finale, in, in case you're watching on DVR, Zap the commercials, is going to be 90 minutes long. Okay. So most DVRs nowadays automatically adjust for stuff like that but you might you want to check and make sure and just kind of plan on that. Yeah. So probably as many people speculate more like 60 minutes of show, 30 minutes of commercials. yeah But still Sounds about right. it's going to at least have an, a, another 10-15 minutes of content extra. Mhm. Um
0: so there's a lot of stuff happening in this scene. Sh- Sasha's in the tower shooting uh well she sees nothing to shoot but she finally shoots a single walker. Sure. Uh and there's casserole on the porch. Diana takes the note, leaves the casserole and burns the note. <laughs> sure. Um, and then we go over to Daryl and Aaron, who are out uh, scouting, and they spot a walker and a light in the distance. Somebody's out there. Somebody who is not, I presume, uh, the Alexandrians.
1: What do you think Aaron's pronounced that there's more zombies around here than there used to be? Yeah, it's
0: interesting. I mean, all the W's we see of of uh, on the walker heads, they could be... So my speculation is that these Ws, these wolves, mm-hmm. are the Alexandrians that she exiled, Okay. Diana exiled. So I wonder if they're trying to lure a bunch of walkers in toward Alexandria.
1: It could be because I, I, that's what I've – I mean obviously I think you're right. I think I, I subscribe to the wolves are the outcasts and you know dovetails with what Rick's trying to tell her in this episode, which is exile people. You're just creating more enemies for yourself outside sure. the gate with knowledge of how things are inside the gate. But I don't know, I'm trying to think how this chopping up the, I mean, strapping people to trees to scream and attract walkers, that makes sense, but what is the dismembering and, and running around of torsos and heads, how is that going to be useful? I don't and know. if it is useful, Weapons. why would they leave a whole truck full of them stuffed in the middle of a forest somewhere? Well, they might have got overrun
0: and had to abandon that. that really? That's what I
1: assumed, but... Huh. Yeah, I don't, And and... and keeping in mind that was such a huge, that was like a hundred miles away from Alexandria. Yeah. So that's the other problem I have with the, well, these are outcasts of Alexandria theory is like they're Rome. They got exiled and they just took over a hundred square miles or a hundred circular miles of Virginia. And they're Mm -hmm. not like if they're, if they control that much territory, then why aren't they fucking with the Alexandrians? I think they are. I think oh,
0: I think they're starting to. We didn't we don't know when they were exiled. Yeah. Um it could have happened like not very long before they got to Richmond. Mhm. Um so that these guys went out there, got to Richmond just slightly before they did and then took off for some reason. Mhm. Uh but I don't know. There's so little information to go on. Yeah. I'm not sure.
1: It does feel like they ransacked Virginia. So maybe they've been gathering supplies and strength or something. But maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what nature of threat these wolves guys are. Are they just Joe type renegades? Are they like mentally disturbed people? Why did Deanna kick them out? Yeah,
0: that's a good question.
1: Uh so are they gonna see themselves like as Rick? Like we are coming mm-hmm. back to take this town because we don't want it seen destroyed, or are they gonna be like Although I feel like righteous people don't carve W's on corpses' heads and, sh- and, <laughs> and tie innocent women to trees. Probably not. They have their guts ripped yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's gonna Lots be of interesting about them.
0: I'm I'm building up the scenario in my head for the finale where now that Rick is kind of on the outs, well, w- way on the outs with Deanna, um, she's going to try to decide what to do with him. And just as she is going to make her decision on that, these wolves are going to come rolling in, and Rick's going to be the only thing to save them. Hmm. Thereby justifying his presence there and his okay. his attitude toward survival. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Anyway, uh, Nicholas and Glenn are interviewed about their botched mission. Uh, Glenn is talking with Rick, and Nicholas is
1: talking with Deanna and being taped. I don't. You're mispronouncing Nicholas first of all, <laughs> and I this guy's acting method is essentially. I smell a really bad fart, but I'm too polite to say anything about it, but I'm just passive-aggressive enough to mug and make faces and make sure everyone knows how offended and unpleasant (laughs) it is. It's... Yeah. I mean, Deanna is this poker player, expert poker player, that can read people. That's her mutant, that's Mm -hmm. her special power. And just seeing her with her fingers steepled over, just staring at this screen, I'm like, lady... If you fucking can't suss out this situation, my theory is, um, which kind of goes nice on you, is she's decided that actually she likes all the other Rick people, she thinks Rick's okay. the problem. You could be right, like you take yeah. he's the bad seed, mm-hmm. but I think she buys Glenn, I think she accepts his. That's the whole steeper, steepled fingers, her, sure. um, you know, because he says, uh, you don't, you know, this guy says like you don't know what I've seen or you don't know what's like out there and she says I see a great deal. If they have her say that and she buys his story over Glenn's, it's just dumb. Yeah, it's just no, dumb. I'm with you. So, yeah. I think that's the whole going to be driving the force to like it's not this isn't a taint that uh fits everybody in um the uh, Rick's group, it's just Rick. Yeah. Also, I have a theory Based on a preview for next week. So I probably need to put that in the spoiler section, don't I? Probably. Damn yeah. it. And I, I, I know
0: where you're going with that. Uh The other thing that kind of supports that theory is the way that Michonne takes out Rick. It yeah. feels to me like the group is also kind of, you know, seeing him covered in a man's blood, waving a gun around <laughs> and screaming yeah. is not doing much for the rest of this group. Yeah,
1: <laughs> especially since we see just how this episode does a really good job of showing just how stupid this group is. Sure. Because the other thing is I want to point out that I didn't notice in the first watch is Deanna specifically in this cold open forbids anyone from leaving the walls Mm -hmm. and and, and having a gun. Mm -hmm. Yet – Apparently, Sasha can get out with a gun. Mm-hmm. Michonne and uh, Rosita can get out with guns. And Enid and Carl. Enid and Carl can get <laughs> out with guns. <laughs> Fucking Nicholas can get out and get a gun. Uh-huh. Like her decree means nothing. Yeah, absolutely and
0: nothing. Even amongst her own people, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, Nicholas doesn't care. Nicholas has been warned with the threat of death. Uh, or or probably a severe beating, the not goddamn, to go outside the walls,
1: and he still does it. The goddamn teenagers don't listen, and you can control them by grounding them. I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it. I think part of that, that's got to be deliberate, though, right? I mean, I'm not saying that that's like a plot hole mechanic. It's just maybe they're going too far in convincing us how. This like, has kind of is... been my complaint. Like, why do they have to be so bad? Why do they have to be laughably bad? Sure. Uh, we'll we'll get to more about that when Rick and Deanna
0: kind of square off uh, at their at her son's grave. Um, so I, I think that's the next scene, isn't it?
1: What's that? Um, Rick, uh, no, no, Rick no, no it's Glenn, not. Rick and yeah, Glenn, Rick are, and Glenn are talking. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're saying basically we should play by. Our own rules here. Except um, for Glenn,
1: I like. I feel like Rick is the only one saying this now. Well, and yeah, Carol. and Glenn says he wants to make it work. We we,
0: we are them. They are us. We right. are now. A lot. I don't like the way that those lines are written. honestly. Wait, do you? Th-
1: yeah. Well, do you, well. I mean, it's the it's, same as the party. We're getting really tired of these monologues about life and now and what I'm feeling and uh, You know, when it's pretty obvious to suss out what you're feeling by watching you. So shut up. <laughs> um I I think Rick is the only one still on the them us versus them side. Even Carol seems like it. I think even Carol being involved with this Jesse situation has swayed her to their side. Although I don't know, maybe she still would be I don't think she's on Glenn's side either. I think she's hmm. probably closer to Rick but heading away from him.
0: Yeah. I can see that. There's a, a red balloon tied to a boat in the water here. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the red balloon We we see it a few times this episode Once in this scene where it's just kind of sitting there in the dark um, Another time a kid walks by with it We had
1: 98 and more And another have time a, it, it's let loose We'd have a new wave uh, German synth pop <laughs> hit on our hands We would, yeah uh, I, They're clearly symbolic And yeah. they're, it tied to, to Rick's um, kind of craziness Yeah Whatever you want to call that Yeah, he... It, he's literally seeing red i mean it's it's pretty bacon gauntlety shooting right on the nose for me yeah it was almost like it's
0: his civility or his hope for civility like cuz cause, cause by the end of the episode it's released away. into the air and just gone when he's yeah. waving his gun and screaming with blood on his face it it just floats off mm. So like maybe that those are you know his chances at remaining in this civilization, <laughs> or if it's his animal impulses, it's the one he finally lets him off the hook. I don't buy that. That is the moment where Rick says, "You know what? Maybe
1: I am wrong about this." <laughs> no, I'm saying he lets he's he's kept the animal on the on oh the he's leash. kept it at bay and now he's yeah like because yeah, yeah. he's in you know he's he's squeezing his gun and being like keep walking and. Yeah. Uh, and this and that. And but it's telling
0: that this balloon belongs to the people of the town and there's a kid sure. shown carrying it around. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely not good that, that balloon gets released. Mm, no.
1: <laughs> it's a new it's the twenty first century version of open a can of whoop ass. Pretty much. I'm gonna let my red balloon go. You keep pushing. You keep uh, pushing.
0: It's an old German folk saying. <laughs>
1: uh
0: Sam and Jesse are talking while Carol watches. Uh and and I guess Rick watches also. Um Sam seems very unhappy. He's, he runs off at some point. Uh, Carol tells Rick what Sam has told him about all the, the beatings and the lock on the closet and a whole bunch of bad stuff. Meanwhile, they're just both staring at her from 30
1: feet away. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't turn around. <laughs> We're staring at you. Just being normal. Yep. Uh,
0: she, he's got a casserole in her hand. No, she doesn't. <laughs> uh, and then she asks him what he's going to do about Pete. And Rick stares at the red balloon. Uh, Then right after that, Pete comes up behind Rick and tries to say hi while he's kind of battling with his inner demons here. Yeah, Uh, he's got a gun in his hand. He's looking at this red balloon. He's freaking out a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's stewing. Yeah, no, and Andrew Lincoln does really quality work here. Yeah, remind me a lot of a young uh, Dennis Hopper, and kind of what I thought Pete did. No, no, I'm. I'm. Pete no. looks kind of like Pete looks like a Pete young, like a young Donald Trump. Well, yeah, uh, of
0: course, <laughs>
1: but only at night when he's sitting mm. on the front porch. All yeah. the times, he kind of looks peaty. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought he does a really good intense, you know, like an intelligent ferocity. Yeah, is how I'd like to. No, I, I think Andrew as. Lincoln has
0: done great work on the show. Uh, a lot of the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, there's speaking of uh, him sitting on the porch. There's a, a line that Carol delivers where she's talking yep. about Pete. I want to talk about uh, this, too. Where he beats his family and then goes out on the porch. Uh-huh. That sheds an entirely new light on that first meeting of sure. Pete. Where sure. Rick is walking by at night, and he's out there drinking. I, I guess some domestic abuse had just gone down. That,
1: and it could have been the exact time that she was talking about.
0: Yeah, she said it was like a month ago, I think. Yeah. So maybe. This feels... Maybe, I do how long be they've month. been
1: there. I, I can't really tell. I can't either, because there's a pretty big jump between... The first patrol Aiden and Glenn went on and the second one because they had enough time to kind of calm down and and get some shit worked out. Um, The other thing I wanted to draw attention to with the Carol conversation is she mentions, (laughs) you know, if Walkers hadn't got Ed, I wouldn't be standing here. Yeah. And then Rick says, yeah, you would. The clear implication being Rick wouldn't have allowed that shit to go on. Yep. So let's keep that in mind for later on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Michonne wakes up to a pile of
0: laundry. And uh, starts to put on her uniform when Rosita comes in and says, Sasha is off the reservation. And they head out to find
1: her. Because she slept in the tower, shooting zombies all night, like I, her job. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they they just kind of go out in the woods here. Um, we get a scene in between their tracking of Sasha where Deanna is at her son's grave and Rick walks up and they kind of debate the merits of capital punishment and what else you can do and why that's right or wrong. Um, Deanna's not for it at all. Rick is, and that sets up a fundamental disagreement between them for the rest of this episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, we talked about a lot of this on the instant cast. This is some good material. I like the whole. What do you do with a vit- for? A- what do you do when you have a vital person? in your civilization who ha- is completely unacceptable for some reason or another. Sure. Cause he hurts people or whatever, or uh, has now, a substance abuse problem, whatever.
0: I, I think, so I, I kind of buy both of their arguments here. It's there, there is a debate and I don't think the answer is clear where Rick is saying, look, if we exile this guy, he might just come back stronger than ever. And if we're lucky, he comes back and we shoot him at the gate. Right. If we're lucky. Now, I've seen guys bring tanks back. Sure. Demolish the structure we're in, and we had to flee for our lives. Yeah. So Rick knows a thing or two about that. Now, Deanna's argument... Which Deanna's got to know that
1: he knows that, because she's got all this shit on video. I mean... What shit on video? The fact that the guy came with a tank and all that stuff. Like, presumably, or else that was the shittiest interview interrogation (laughs) I've ever seen. Sure. I'm just trying to think, like... She seems so smug and secure in her understanding of the way things are. Like, I don't know why she just feels like she has to shut Rick down and not even consider this. So,
0: I, I agree with you mostly. I think that's weird and kind of silly of her. But at the same time, Alexandria is still around. Alexandria is standing as a as a shining beacon of this is how it could be, and it's not fucked up yet. Yeah, but... It's not fucked up one yet. One thing if I would say is response... you showed up and we took you in, don't tell us that we haven't been able to survive, and much easier than you have. You've been on the run for two years. We've been sitting in a... I don't know a solar powered castle. Well, I mean, forgive for me years. for
1: quoting her own skit, but what is the worst thing that's pulled outside of out of Alexandria? <laughs> what w- w- was it? A tank? That, because... that's my point, though, right? Like that hasn't happened to but, them. But I'm saying Deanna's too smart to not say. Yes, we have survived, but man, we've never had a tank come fucking pull up to our gates. Sure. We've never had in, encountered a city full of cannibals that were luring yeah. people in like But Rick says human it's inevitable, prey. it
0: absolutely has to happen, but it hasn't happened to Alexandria.
1: That's such a fucking gambler's uh, She's paradox. She's a poker player, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she'll, You're she'll right. She'll take that bet You're all right. day. It's internally She's consistent. She pushed her <laughs> chips in behind the cold-rolled steel. It's She's in, good to go. It's internally consistent bullshit, but it is internally <laughs> consistent. God damn it, they got me. Yep. Uh, what do you think? They got they got cold-rolled steel walls, but uh, carved bullshit tombstones for their oh, fallen yeah. heroes? Oh, yeah, just these old-ass wooden planks. They they deconstructed park I mean, benches. I Jessie can't make him a junk metal owl or something? A junk metal angel? Apparently she can't. That thing just keeps <laughs> crumbling. Well, that's because of Sam, you know. And Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Between Sam and Rick, she just can't get an owl together. Sure. No, you're right. That's, those are weird gravestones,
0: grave markers. Uh, Rosita and Michonne track Sasha by the trail of dead walkers. Um, not a lot goes on here. I think it was before this happened where they had their conversation about how Rosita was affected uh, by all this shit that's gone down, um, and, and Michonne was kind of affected by getting to this safe place. And we never saw that from Rosita. We never saw her crumble under the weight of hearing Eugene's story was a lie. Yeah. We never saw
1: that. Yeah, she was scared of Abraham Abraham's going to hit her, which she will later deny. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like this, this these, has been Abraham giving this speech, sure. These conversations seem stupid to me, uh, and it seems they, to go over territory that we've been treading for a long time. And stuff that we don't really need to be so- – Michonne has said for a millionth times she was going crazy out there. She needs to get in. We can see from her excellent performance by Denai Guerrera that she is uncomfortable here. We can guess why those reasons are. Mm-hmm. We can know that when they go outside that now they're, they don't feel at ease in this world either. It's like, why do we need a, a three-minute scene where they just talk about these things? Or have her talk with someone who we saw affected by it, Abraham, right? Yeah, I mean, that would we be We saw Abraham too. crushed by this. But it, it suffers from a problem is we've already seen way too much of Michonne – We haven't seen anything Rosita, and now they have to commiserate as if Rosita. We've seen all this development go with Rosita, and then the stuff that Michonne is saying is tedious. Sure. Um, outside the wall.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know you want to talk about the bleeding walkers.
1: Not. I mean, that's just not really. Yeah, but no, I would think (laughs) that a walker shot in the dead of night, uh, or maybe that. I guess that was more recent. They say it's reason. Yeah. At first, I thought that these were the walkers that she shot from the tower, and they're still bleeding. Oh, and no, I'm like, no. there's no. What? How much fucking blood like, is there in a walker head? I don't
0: even think walkers bleed. I think all their blood is coagulated. But yeah. this show, this show doesn't do that. Yeah. They well, make zombies explode into gore.
1: Every every zombie swallows like a bottle of aspirin to thin their blood before they get turned. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and somehow that gets in the bloodline and gets pumped by a heart that doesn't work. Sure. Maybe they committed suicide by taking a whole bottle of aspirin. Like, it's a startling percentage. <laughs> like, 90% of walkers are And then actually... they don't metabolize
0: any of that out, so, you know. It's... Yeah, it just stays in there forever. Yeah. Uh, outside the wall, Carl is sneaking around in the woods. He is spotted by Enid, and they run through the woods in slow motion. They yep. come across a walker, and they throw an egg timer at
1: it. Can we talk about Carl's hat? Okay. What about it? This thing is like an 1840s prospector hat. <laughs> On the way to becoming the Sorting Hat from Harry Potter, is getting droopier. Yeah, I, what has he been doing? Has he been using it for a pillow at night? He lives a hard life, man. probably. Probably, did he, yeah. his, did he lose his left shoe for a couple of months and have to wear that as a shoe? <laughs> that hat has seen better days. It's turning into a bag. What? I mean, it project forward three three seasons from now. Mm-hmm. What does this hat look like? Uh, he's wearing it as a robe. I think <laughs> I, I think it's going to look like a burlap, a burlap sack with those gold tassel things holding it onto his head. <laughs> <All>
0: right, <laughs> look like Lawrence of
1: Arabia. His head will be dressed <laughs> like a Franciscan monk, essentially okay. at that point. Sure, uh,
0: Glenn, what do you think of this scene? You, this is just kids being kids. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're I fucking mean, they're around, around running free. Sure, so I get what she says later on. Um, nah, let's just save her for later. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn tells Nicholas that. Uh, the lives he lost are all on him, and that he's never allowed outside the walls again. In a really spectacular scene, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm digging what Glenn's putting down. Yeah. These last few episodes, like
1: he just was so stone cold. Uh, and every time Nicholas had tried to, you know, come back with a retort, he had to shut down for it. Yeah. You know, I've been protecting. Like, no, no. And then, like, uh, are you threatening me? No, I'm saving <laughs> you. Actually, yeah. You're you're too incompetent to go outside the walls. It's awesome. People like you should have been dead already. Yeah. Which, you could say that about everyone in Alexandria, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Reg survives very long without his cold-rolled steel.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Carl and Enid are sitting by a tree, and they're talking about all the things that they have in common, and they are interrupted by a pack of walkers who chase them into a tree where Carl and Enid get close. Carl Carl touches Enid's hand Mm. and goes, ooh, that was nice. Yep. Uh, There's a conversation here that seems to make a lot of sense to me um, with these teenagers being stuck in this city, which is a lot like a prison. She's saying, you know, this is how we should be. We should be out in the woods running free. We shouldn't be inside this city where we're... She essentially feels like a hostage, I I get from their conversation.
1: Kind of an adrenaline junkie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like she genuinely enjoys the feeling of being alive that you get when you run from walkers and yeah. are hiding out and on the run, and clearly some of this stems from however she lost her mother. I mean, they're setting up a lot of kinship here, mm-hmm. uh, which Carl was was keen to explore, and she didn't really care much to.
0: Maybe she also shot her mother. How about that?
1: Well, I was thinking that with that knife, okay, that maybe she did have to, if not kill her mother, then to what do you call it, rekill. What, yeah, yeah. Put, put her put, down. Put her out of her zombie misery. Put her mm-hmm. down. Um, I I feel like that that's going to be significant between those two. And honestly, I was primed yeah. to hate this plot, but so far I thought it was really well written. And kind it feels of, like teenagers. It does. Yeah, it does. It feels like two misfits, mm-hmm. even in a world of misfits. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, it's it's the first time probably they're both feeling this way because yeah. this is kind of age appropriate romance too. Mm-hmm. No, I I it, it's 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 nice. I'm I'm glad they're giving something for Chandler Riggs to do that you know, the stuff he did with Rick was he's a little, little too old for that was, you know, so impactful in the comics. I think this is pitched just right for him and he's knocking it out of the park. So yeah. Good good on him. We see good on him and a Too Many Cooks girl. Yep. We see W's on a bunch of
0: walkers heads here. Uh they do a real tight zoom in on one. Just to make sure we saw all of the w's throughout the preceding episodes
1: sure uh nicholas then goes outside the wall oh, can i ask you one other thing about it e- 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 enid yeah when she said cool you're afraid of me too was that a rueful statement or was that uh gen- like a genuinely amused statement uh i i thought it was just more of like a
0: do we have some, some more in common? Okay, sort of I, thing. Thought so. I I don't really know. Because I don't think
1: Carl's really afraid of her, at least not in the way that she perceives the other children are afraid of her. Okay. You know, her being this quiet and bitchy and different. Like So, okay, that's what I was thinking too. But the second time when I heard it, I thought I might have gotten a little bit of her being, uh, like I said, rueful about it. Like, oh, I thought we had something in common and maybe you're too afraid hmm. of me. No, I thought she
0: liked it. Okay. She was she was glad for that. Cool. Uh, so, Nicholas, outside the wall, he has a gun stashed by a tree with a J on the handle. This Pulls out a J gun. This is, in fact, the blender gun. Okay. They both had Js on the handle. What do you think about Nicholas being the one who took that blender gun?
1: <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't it, either. It's stupid. Like... Th- They he was watching Rick. He snuck up with with, with, where where Rick was at without him being aware of it. This guy Uh or this guy so thoroughly searched this shack that is within a stone's throw of Alexander. He's probably passed a million times that he that he found it. No, I I mean they probably will have a flat. Like they could do a cold open flashback that would make all this make sense.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um. Or perhaps, because he was on kind of gate duty, I could also foresee a situation where Enid was the one who was spying on him. She got the gun, she tried to bring it in, and he shook her down hmm, Okay, as kind of like you naughty girl and then hit it himself because he's he's Dickless and that's kind of shit he do. Th- that it, would be better. Yeah, but they can't not explain it because Dickless is a fucking idiot, and I don't believe he'd get to drop on Rick, find the stash, yeah. and then not confront him about it the first sign that there was some trouble. Like... There's the time he yeah, did get this gun, it's like, look, what this gu- look. they tried to hide this gun, Deanna. Is this something you can do for someone you can trust? I mean, mm-hmm. no, nah, man, no. Nah, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Not buying a bit of it. There's got to be something more to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Regardless, it happened. Uh, Sasha is shooting walkers when Michonne and Rosita find her, and then they stumble upon a, well, not even stumble upon. I mean, Sasha has been looking for a larger pack of walkers to kill. And they all go into action, taking him out. Sasha almost getting eaten in the process. Uh, And then she gets up and she's like, yeah, you haven't lost anything. I've lost everything. How do you think that makes me feel? (laughs) Sasha doesn't know Michonne's backstory, does she? She's got to. I would think so. There's no fucking (laughs) way. But if she knows the backstory, she doesn't say that to Michonne.
1: I mean, the only thing that partially saves this is Michonne is famously private. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, she's told Rick and and maybe Carl. I can't actually remember who all she's told. Mm-hmm. But maybe she hasn't told Sasha. But the, the ha, ha, I don't know if it's effective even knowing that. Or what I'm trying to say is do the writer or, or do I give the writers enough credit to remember Michonne's back history and her backstory so Michonne not throwing it back into her face or Sasha being ignorant of it. I'm trying to make sense of yeah, it felt like is Michonne it because the writers being... forgot Michonne's backstory, or because the writers are showing remarkable restraint on Michonne's behalf?
0: I think that's got to be it. I can't imagine that you forget a character's origins like that when you do a full episode on it.
1: But it seems like Michonne to come right back with like, "Oh, I haven't lost anything. How about my lover? How about our best friend? How about my infant son? Yeah. How about my zombie apocalypse best friend Andrea? I mean, yeah, she's lost a ton of shit. Yeah,
0: and all, like."
1: Uh, Sa- Sasha is just angry but Michonne, about life at the moment. Michonne so. recognizes the kind of Soch- the kind of crazy that Sasha's going through, too. She does. Yeah. Those flashbacks with her,
0: um, you know, kicking ass with her sword were A, really cool. Yeah. I like seeing that part of Michonne, yeah, even just in flashback. You know, I don't want her to go back to that necessarily, but. The Walking Dead again was for 60
1: cool. seconds became a clip show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old school uh, clip show. And then, like, so I don't know how much of that is her realizing, okay, this is what Sasha is feeling right now. Yeah. Um, And maybe sympathizing a bit with her. And so when she says, I've lost so many people, you haven't lost shit, she goes, all right, maybe I don't want to rub this in her face right
1: now. I'm going to show a little restraint. And she says, you know, I don't need your help, which is false. I mean, uh-huh. she would have been fucked if she those would've. hadn't gone. But at the end of the month, she went off, and I think the women chose to follow her. Uh-huh. So, like... I think, I feel like it's Michonne trying to just really take this easy. Yeah. Like, you don't think you need my help, but I don't think you're going to, like, shoot me. So I'm going to follow you and help you out and show that we care about you and we're here for you.
0: Yeah. And I don't know that confronting her with harsh reality at that moment is going right. to do any good.
1: Right. So, yeah, I didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't mind that this scene didn't bug me as much on second rewatch. The scene between Rosita and Michonne still sticks up my craw. But this one is fine if if I kind of dig and see what I think Michonne's trying to do here.
0: Yeah, so part of that scene with Rosita and Michonne, I feel, is there to reinforce this scene when you get the flashbacks. It's like, yeah, Michonne understands what Sasha's going through, but also she wants to keep that sword on her back, right? Rosita's first time out back in these woods um, since they got to Alexandria was in this episode. And she's saying, oh, I feel like I've lost something. Michonne's yeah. like, no. No, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. that. That sword needs to stay on my back, even if it's not literally on my back. No, uh, I mean I that's... felt like that was part of those flashbacks with with that right that instinct kicking back in.
1: Right. Yeah, I I get it. I'm
2: just so it saying I'm
1: not saying it's good. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah.
0: that's why it's there.
1: <laughs> no, I get it. I'm just like I don't need to see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, of course she would want to keep her killer edge because yeah. you live in the fucking zombie apocalypse. And you're also the town's security force, <laughs> yeah. So yes, yes, Rick's you're got not, enough edge for the whole. You are not. That's the thing. Like, there's so many th- people are taking behaviors that I consider normal for this environment and labeling them as crazy or obsessive or whatever. And I just think that mm-hmm. it's what you do to survive. You know, it's 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 whether you use your powers for good or evil that tell that that makes you a crazy person or not. And being out there with no shelter at all will make you crazy but yeah I, like i said i just uh, all this post-apocalyptic navel gazing there's only so many ways you can do it and they've done it every fucking way and every combination yeah. at this point yeah it's starting to become a little too much and we can just see it like these are very good actors and actresses we don't need so much of explaining of what they're doing what they're acting yeah uh
0: daryl and aaron Come across some dismembered limbs and uh the set of True Detective. I <laughs> they mean, found carcosa, a, yes. a, a woman tied to a tree,
1: yeah,
0: uh, with her guts ripped out by walkers. Daryl grabs her hair and she reanimates, so he kills her. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big old fat W on her forehead. Yeah, because it wasn't enough to zoom in on the walkers' foreheads. It was also. Necessary to show this one or an uh, upside down I, M for Morgan.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Because Morgan uh, hosted himself up in a tree by his ankles, <laughs> and carved it upside down. <laughs>
0: yeah, not buying the the upside down M. Uh huh. Not one bit. Sorry, people.
1: Now you know. Last week we we had a person email this in and said that Aiden was a greater fulfillment of the carols prophecy on Sam about tying to a tree and have. And being all alone and screaming and no one to help you and have your guts <laughs> torn out. No, way it was. How about this then? Well, so I think it's so I think it's interesting that Carol described in vivid detail the kind of tactics that clearly these this this evil force outside is using, and I don't know that Carol wouldn't do that. To Sam or just to someone? To someone, or maybe to... I don't know. I mean, she threatened it. I, I don't think buy that she would have done that to Sam over the chocolate stuff, but... It's significant, though, that what came out of her mind wasn't exactly the same thing that's going on yes. with this big, bad force, and I wonder if... You know, we talked and about Carol, the one who was exiled. Remember it's... last season we had all the smoke and at the end of all these things cuz she yeah. had they had the black smoke, white smoke, black smoke, white smoke and it all heralded different different transformations in her character, her talking about her character transforming. I got this theory that at the end of the, that episode you will recall they they we saw another set of black smoke but we didn't actually get to see her transform in anything. Sure. Is it possible that Carol could transform into a full blown baddie that has to be not exiled like Rick did? Uh, Like Rick did the Deanna thing, which is another interesting thing that makes me think these things are connected. I don't think. And he's saying you got to kill people now. mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell Carol could do that would be because I think she'd do it in defense of this group, but so heinous she'd have to be killed for. But I kind of think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's impossible. It just seems like a lot of tracks are being laid in that direction.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's super interesting that she described that scene. And can we talk... I, I know this show does a lot of disturbing, grisly things. It seems like at some point we get desensitized from it, and we don't even talk about how disturbing a scene actually is. No, right? yeah. I mean, this is a fucked up
1: scene. This is some Jack the Ripper shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I mean, it, after a while, when you see enough heads explode, you're like,
1: hmm. I don't know. That's that's not so tough. Yeah, especially when it's zombies. Who cares?
0: Yeah. But this this is pretty dark. You know,
1: the woman was presumably tied to a tree alive. Uh, Completely naked, vulnerable, exposed. And these zombies also, walked up I mean, I get chills thinking them about the scenario more than I do the actual reality of her body there. We should take uh, the
0: audio from Carol talking to Sam and lay it over the top of that scene.
1: Oh, ooh. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be creepy. That is creepy. Uh so scary story. With some nine inch nails shit. in the background.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really I'm totally going to do that. But, uh, yeah. but
1: you can put that on AMC. Still can't say fuck. No, you cannot. You can mutilate no. a naked woman's mm-hmm. corpse and rip her reproductive organs out. Mm-hmm. Can't say fuck. Nope. <laughs>
0: Jesse's smoking in the garage when Rick comes up and tries to convince her uh, to let him wreck Pete, let him go to town on Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, I'll take care of myself. We have to take care of ourselves. Uh, I, I don't know. Some of these scenes, man. Yeah, because. Like, Jesse doesn't, so aside from this one scene where she's crying in her garage, she doesn't act, and definitely doesn't look abused. Like, there are, like, for a man who apparently viciously beats his Dr. family. Dr. Conscious
1: left her bleeding.
0: A month ago. hmm Now she, she's fine. She has no bruises on her anywhere that we've seen. Uh it it doesn't look like they're doing a good job with the makeup here.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I guess what is the more interesting I that's that's bullshit, but I'm trying to put myself in the writer's position here okay. and say <laughs> I feel like I should get some kind of fucking medal for this. But what is the more interesting entry point into this storyline? Uh, the oh my god, is that a bruise? Oh, I walked into the door. That like we've seen a a, a sure. million times in movies and TVs. But you know why you've seen it a million times? Because that's how it usually happens. Sure. Or is it interested? Is is it interesting to think that maybe he's smart enough? Uh, to like you know because you can do some damage with kidney punches and blows of the abdomen and stuff <laughs> kidney like
0: that. Punches. You don't leave someone bleeding on the floor unconscious
1: with Spit kidney punches blood or pissing blood. But well, yeah, it's been. But one. what's more, a more interesting point? The Carol's dawning realization through interfacing with the kid, or them seeing the obvious bruises and welts. The kid, obviously, Carol and the kid. So I could, I kind of will overlook the logical implausibility of the no marks if they're trying <laughs> to do something that I think, in fact, was more interesting. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know if the people like call me a fucking hypocrite while they listen to that, but I guess that's like trying to do something that's more interesting and it actually turned out to be more interesting yeah. is more forgivable than trying to do something interesting and making something shitty. Like the result, <laughs> the end sometimes justifies the means. Oh, boy. Okay, now you're sliding down the Rick scale here. Um, now, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a way they could combine the two. Like maybe she has a really nasty scrape on her arm. It's not like the you know the split lip or black no, eye. You if always she, if she
0: was like a scout or something and not a uh-huh. teacher, like she could pass those marks oh. off as just combat bruises. You know, like yeah, I I go in the fucking woods and I dodge and I that I, dodge, been really... I dodge
1: I dip I duck I dive I dodge. You know that would have been really interesting <laughs> if she'd have been one of the scouts. Yeah. And just and yeah. The bruises
0: are perfectly explainable. Except they're not what you And think then they, are. they
1: find out because Sam still knows the truth about what goes on at, at uh, behind closed doors. That would be yeah, that would be a better thing.
0: <laughs> that would be okay. something
1: you'd think a room full of writers. Top of my head here. Uh could have uh you know, knocked off Jimmy Johns a half hour early and, 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 and fixed for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she so she doesn't want him to do anything here, and then he goes outside, he sees the townspeople being helpless.
1: I uh, see and the security is- guard reading a book. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's, do, do you know, in the original Batman movie, Adam West where he's got that ridiculous bomb, bomb at the end, oh, yeah. and, he's and he's trying, trying to get rid of it, and it's like he goes to throw it down an alley, and there's, like, there's <laughs> a like baby nuns in a walking stroller. down. Uh-huh. There's a baby in a stroller. He tries to throw it in a river, and there's, like, a bunch of baby ducks go by. Uh-huh. I felt like that was this version. Like, everything he saw was more and more <laughs> ridiculous. Like, well, yeah, there's he... a kid playing. Oh, my God, I can't believe there's this kid's running the street. Uh, uh-huh. And then, it's like, oh, there's a person talking to old people. Uh, pff, old people should be dead. This is the zombie apocalypse. Look at Herschel. <laughs> and then he sees the, the watch... The, the watch person reading with her back to the gate. Yep. It's pretty pretty dumb. Yeah. But but kind of hilarious, too. Kind of hilarious, because these people are... They're not competent. They're just terrible. Yeah. No wonder they can't keep teenagers in, because these are the people they got looking out. hmm They're reading f- Fifty Shades of Grey instead of looking to see where the teenagers are.
0: Yep. And so this, this prompts him. He's like, you know what? These people are too dumb to live here. So uh, he goes back inside to Jesse's house, and... He re-confronts her about this and says, I will help you if you just say yes. And he lies to her, and so she does. And then Pete has the worst timing in the world. Or the walks best in, timing. Walks into that scenario, and Rick, I, I want to say beats him senseless, but he kind of gets his ass beat for a second.
1: Yeah, and there's, obviously, people have uh, a problem with that. I, I He throws of him too. out a window, so... I'm thinking, That's so, so do you have drunk, you know, because we're talking about in a bar fight, do you got wiry old man strength or mm. drunken idiot strength? Which yeah, is the I,
0: drunken idiot can't feel any pain. He, he doesn't care if he got thrown through a window and is bleeding out. Sure. He's going to still fight you.
1: But on the other hand, Rick's been surviving with his wits and his fists for two years now. Yeah. And he's been living on dog food and dog meat. <laughs> Pete's got a good four inches on this guy he's got a little bit of
0: reach and, and he's hunched too he, he hunches down so like yeah. even when he hunches he's taller than rick huh he's he's a big guy but i i still take rick hmm. i think rick has been living a much harder life than pete do you think that hmm. and that would serve him well in a fight
1: yeah i think that rick was also holding back through the first half of the fight where he was getting most of his licks in pete was because i mean okay. he could have gone right to the throat rip or the nose bite, yeah, uh, yeah, and or, or gone after his tenders. None of that happened. Uh, yeah. instead, he was kind of like saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a person trying very hard not to kill you. Uh huh. And it was about when he got thrown through the window, that's about when Rick had enough. And other than <laughs> I think Pete getting on top of him once, he was pretty much all over. Well, Pete's the one who goes through the window, yeah. Well, Rick was on, I mean, yeah, he preceded Rick by about a foot and a half, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah yeah and
0: then rick goes outside and just chokes him out Um, can we
1: before we go on this i want to bring up a point that i thought was startling that janet a and several other people but she was the first she goes i get the moral dilemma of allowing abuser to stay because of his usefulness as a surgeon what i don't get is they seemingly make no attempt to mitigate his bad behavior in a town that locks up and rations chocolate bars it never crossed their minds to lock up the liquor I'm not saying his drinking is 100% yep. responsible for his beatings, but I'm sure it greases the wheels a bit. Mm-hmm. I I never noticed this until I read this email, but goddamn. That
0: is an amazing They point. lock
1: up candy bars, but Pete can get soused drunk in the middle of the fucking afternoon every goddamn day, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's unexplainable. It's like, you know... There's there's a middle ground between hoping things get better and exile slash death. There is, there is <laughs> preventative n-
2: measures. Not yeah?
1: giving him booze. There is prison. There's a lot of things that you could talk about with society. It's not... <laughs> the show is very black or white. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's a mistake to make him be kind of... I kind of think it's a mistake to make him drunk. Like he's an alcoholic. Because that also takes away his abilities as a surgeon and a doctor as well. Sure. Yeah, um, I would. And also, you don't need. I think it's it's a trope to assume that men need to get all liquored up to beat women. Some people are just sure. fucking rageophiles, and that's what they do. That's
0: the thing. He comes out of the back room. He has apparently been working on Tara, but he is blind drunk. That's what I'm in the middle of the afternoon At, when he's essentially when he's doing on his duty duties. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't know. That guy's a, that guy's bad news, top to bottom. I think that's what's interesting is as uh, Rick was trying to tell him that. That's one of the reasons I thought Rick was kind of off-put by him, drunkenly stumbling over it in the afternoon, because he's like, I'm. there's only two sheriffs in here. Mm. I'm always on duty. I can't be drinking. And you are our only surgeon, motherfucker. If my kid yeah. gets shot or whatever, I don't want your hand shaking and your eyes blurry. Yeah. So that That's explains a, a lot of their weird nervous energy, other than the fact that also Rick wants to fuck Jesse.
0: It seems like the only thing that isn't rationed here is... Uh, power and booze. Power, right? booze, bullets. Well, the guns are locked up. I assume the ammunition is locked up mm. and given out only when only two proper people. And the yeah, people but Sasha's going it. out and
1: spending the hundred rounds a day. You don't think? Yeah, someone's got to like, notice that. You need yeah. how many clips? Yeah. How, sorry, how many magazines? We're out of chocolate, but we got just crates and crates and crates of bullets. <laughs> yeah, just buckets of old Soviet-era ammunition. <laughs> we got a mortar. Drums. You want that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Rick outside. That's what's like, man. I just, I wonder when a United States of America would run out of bullets in this situation, because you know I've seen on survivalist forums and gun forums where people literally buy fifty-gallon drums of ammunition and like keep them in their compounds and in their property. That's not the average person. I'm saying like just in the civilian population, there's so many fucking guns and bullets. They're, they're making bullets out of cold rolled steel now. <laughs> Reg is in the
0: back with the bullet maker putting the gunpowder in. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Rick goes out in the street and continues beating Pete, uh, tries to choke him out. Deanna comes up, says, Stop this, uh, or I'll send you to the Delta Quadrant. And then Rick draws his gun, waves it around wildly, I'll make and you starts spend screaming. In 24
1: hours with Neelix. <laughs>
0: you'll get kitchen duty uh yeah rick goes insane here start screaming waving his weapon at people and michonne comes up and knocks
1: him out does she ever yeah it was vicious i think it's just an elbow well see i was wondering if she had like a blackjack or something or it's some kind of sap or something because Uh, maybe or the butt of a gun but no she wouldn't have a gun but she does have a gun as a constable no. they
0: they let both her and Rick carry guns.
1: I thought when they're outside of the walls, that's the reason Rick wanted his piece. But Rick has his piece. But Rick has two he,
0: pieces now.
1: Well, he gets. The, well, I guess he was coming
0: back from. That's a That's what I'm saying. I feel like when Maybe he goes outside
1: the wall to patrol, they give him his gun and he gives it back. Or else, why did he want the backup piece?
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, he might be right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I think she just cold cocks him with a with a vicious
1: bow. I did call I did the uh, call the uh goodfellas reference. Yeah. Uh I even think that they decided to give him that like little black compact revolver because it looks so much like the gun <laughs> in uh, the Ray Liotta mm-hmm. used to beat the shit out of that yuppie with the Corvette's face and uh-huh. but yeah when he says you touch your gun I'll kill you that's a uh, to- total goodfellas reference. Um yeah, also in the
0: scene we see Sasha you know she spots the fight through her scope and then she goes about her business killing walkers.
1: That seemed very odd to me too. Like yeah, she I know hears you... the people screaming and they're running to something in the town and, and, and Sasha's falling action with a sniper rifle. The next thing we get uh is her then turning her attention back to zombies like ho-hum. I think mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more interesting if she like was like white-knuckled, sweat-popping dro- on her forehead on Rick's head and mm-hmm. Pete's head and her fingers, <laughs> and then Michonne comes flying in and gives her a bow of justice. Uh-huh. She accidentally shoots Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like that would be kind of like, I would think like, whoa, now this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, or if especially- Daryl and Aaron come back and Daryl gets shot at the <laughs> gate. Yeah, because she thinks he's a zombie. Uh-huh. Uh, should have showered, Daryl. You should have yep, showered. Yep, you could have uh, all avoided this. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I that was really weird to have her notice it and then be completely uninterested in the outcome, or even because ostensibly she's up there. You there know, could yes, be a massive, She's up there because she's crazy attack. and she likes to kill walkers. But what uh-huh. if they were being overrun? Yeah. She's just like, ah, fuck it.
0: I'm going to stay in my tower. I got
1: got my duty.
0: I don't know. Yeah. uh, So it's interesting that we see quite a few walkers on this wall. And I don't know if it's the noise of this argument and fight attracting them or if it's just showing us, yeah, there are a lot more walkers coming in nowadays.
1: Well, it could be also that maybe maybe Sasha's 10,
0: 15 on there. It
1: could be also they're trying to suggest that Sasha's activities are indirectly bringing these walkers in. Could be. Um yeah. and then Michonne goes out there with an unsilenced weapon is raising hell. So could be
0: Daryl's fucking bike. That could be doing it. No
1: shit. <laughs> no shit.
0: Doesn't seem very stealthy.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh. Loud pipes save lives my ass, Daryl.
0: The other thing Not here is a zombie
1: apocalypse, son. <laughs> the other thing here that
0: I noticed is we see Pete backhand Jesse. During this fight, and we're yeah. like, "Oh God, what a horrible person Pete is!" And then, and then Carl comes up, and Rick basically backhands him. Sure, sure. What does that try to tell us? These two men are rolling around the street, beating each other senseless. They're, you know, their family members. It's are coming the up.
1: Neanderthals from 2001, man. Yeah, like it's complete devolution. Now, All right, I buy that. And then one kind of them of, gets
0: up and is lah, lah,
1: lah, crazy. But it's also well, yeah. But it's also kind of ying and yang. Because I'm still sympathetic to Rick here, and Rick did not mm-hmm. backhand Carl. Rick, no, he doesn't. Shoved <laughs> Carl to the ground to get him away from the which, conflict. Yeah. Like if I was in a scuffle with some asshole that needed beat, uh-huh. I can imagine my son rushing in there to help, and I would probably do the same. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah, because he might get hurt otherwise. Like, yeah, Pete just straight backhands Jesse, though. Yeah, like fist to the face style. It's not like it's like it's nothing to him. So yeah. I think they're suggesting kind of like I said, the yin and yang, the black and the white. Uh, the Hindu okay. symbol. Uh, <laughs> they're 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 suggesting the.
0: Are they? Because I don't know how to reconcile that with Rick getting up and being so crazy. But he said everyone stuff around is him, essentially true. But if you look at everyone's reactions around him, and especially with Michonne stepping in at the end, I don't think these people buy what he's. Oh no! Totally,
1: out. totally. But I think what Rick misunderestimated, if I could quote George Bush. What what I think he didn't realize is how many of his people he's lost. Oh, oh, so he thinks like he thought, there like, are
0: guys right behind him. Michonne's behind him he waiting to beat his ass. That, that
1: all he'd do is say the word, and now it's uh-huh. like, it's clear to me so clearly it's clear to all of my badasses that now is the time we must rise up. And no, what he did is he got beat down. So How do you think Daryl would react in this situation?
0: With with, when he walks up and he sees Rick beating this guy in the street, I think he would have tried to restrain
1: him, yeah. Restrain Rick, yeah, just the way he restrained Daryl, just in the reverse, yeah, when it needed to happen, yeah. No, I because I I think even like Daryl's way on. I mean, two episodes ago, he refused the gun, yeah, they elaborately schemed to steal because he's completely won over by Aaron's pitch about the society, well, and the spaghetti, and spaghetti, and being out in the great outdoors and tracking, which he does best, um. No, okay. I, I I don't know. I I I liked it, and I thought Rick's, uh, you know, at the end when he's laying all this out, and Deanna comes back. With it's this, hard not to laugh
0: at this scene, man. He's he's shouting, waving a gun, covered in blood, and he's
1: like, "We have to control who lives here." And she goes, "That's never been more clear to me." Uh huh. And, and he's like, the "Me? Same me?
0: me? <laughs> you mean me? It How was, could you possibly
1: think that?" Drenched in blood with a gun, it was just great. I loved it, and yeah. also I love the fact that Deanna, even when confronted with this raving maniac with a gun, mm-hmm. still chooses to be like completely passive aggressive about it. <laughs> which kind of further. What's she going to do though? Right until Michonne steps in. What is she going to do? You placate the man until he puts down the gun, and then you fucking <laughs> all right pounce <laughs> yes, on. Yes, yes, Rick. Okay, we'll take care of this again. Is she a politician who's a poker player, mind reading beta Z, or is she just some dumbass? With random words coming out of her mouth. I would like to know. Can someone tell me? Well, the, the show, real Deanna up? The show stand has told up? you
0: she is a poker player, a highly <laughs>
1: skilled people reader. That's the thing. It's like I feel like that we've given an overall negative vibe to this episode, which I really like it. No, I do, I do too. I like the episode. <laughs> There's at a lot of At least I cared stuff. about everything going and there was genuine stakes. I yeah. like the big ideas. I don't yes. like the little details in a lot of situations. Yes, which has been an improvement from us not liking anything about what oh, they're yeah. trying to do and finding execution half-ass at best. Things are getting better. This has been like if they this run has been if if they knock it out the park or if they even do a a solid two hitter next episode, I'm Mm -hmm. going to be very comfortable giving this the best five episode run The Walking Dead's ever had. Sure. Uh, It'll finally dethrone season one as kind of like the overall best consistent run of episodes. But still, it's like, yeah, just again, a little bit more polishing, but maybe maybe they'll get there next year. I hope so. Or maybe next week will be complete shit and we'll be back to wanting to slit our wrist again.
0: Well, we'll find out because that's the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. Before we get to feedback, a little bit of pimping, something me and Jim are excited about is our new Club Bald Move. You can find all about it at club.baldmove.com where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month and you get a lot of cool free features. One thing that seems to be really popular is the live watch technology we've got, which I realize is a little hard to explain. So what we've done is edited out a few choice clips from this week's uh, Live Watch show, and we're going to preview them here for your enjoyment. Hashtag keep walking. It's not as effective as that hard work behind it. He's he's done a lot better job not jumping in and just fucking... <laughs> Pete's beating the shit out of Jesse and maybe his kid. Hashtag keep walking. We're supposed to be disturbed by this behavior? I mean, a yeah, couple podcast really guys on record as like, I would do this for sport. <laughs> You know, I'm all of a sudden disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tom Cruise's body and face is enough to make me want to explore Scientology. <laughs> he must be doing something right. I'm just saying. Went back to Indianapolis and I had lunch with my grandfather, my 87 year old grandfather. Tried to explain to him what I do for a living. Oh Jesus! He's proud of me. He just doesn't know for what. a <laughs> <Says the> guy
0: <laughs> covered in blood.
1: Waving a gun around, could we end our podcast like that? <laughs> sure. Hey, Ron's sliding out on his chair. Anyway, if that's something that sounds interesting or funny, something you want to get in on real time, go to club.baldmove.com where you can find out all about the other cool features, such as ad-free feeds, live podcast recordings, and lunches with the gym and A-Rons, among others. Again, club.baldmove.com where you can join for as low as a dollar a month. All right, let's get the feedback. Mark M. said, we know things aren't good in Alexander because there is now a big-ass broken window. Metaphor, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he talked about the broken window. I like uh, it. Whatever last episode. He's he's joking here, but I actually think that's kind of...
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm
1: almost certain that that is uh, just a little cute thing that they did. Especially since we talked about it being kind of a criticized form of policing, and Mm -hmm. Rick's form of policing is being very much criticized here. Uh, George S. wants us to hear us talk about what we think is going to happen as far as these following plot lines or whether they'll be addressed in the uh, uh, finale. And if we have any others that he's forgotten. Okay, Pete versus Rick. That will be addressed.
0: I think that was addressed this episode. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, is like, are, what are they going to do? Is Pete going to lo- get exiled? Is Rick going to get exiled? Are oh, they both going to get oh, exiled? Okay. Are they going to form the first Alexandria jail? Will neither get exiled? Will the show just continued to pace. Will we be dealing with Pete versus Rick for uh, the next season?
0: They'll just end the show there. There is no next episode.
1: <laughs> uh Rick versus Deanna. We're gonna are we gonna deal with that? Is she going to make a definitive stance on one Rick Grimes? Uh I think she is. I I don't wanna spoil anything from the trailers, but there's okay. indication that she is. Yeah. Okay. Uh what about Dickless has a gun? that plot are we going to get resolution on that yes i feel like they can't, you can't show it put, in this episode and then and then not deliver this season yeah but there's yeah. a lot of this stuff and they're starting to add up uh father yeah. gabriel's betrayal i don't think
0: that was meant to go anywhere
1: really? i think that
0: was meant to warn diana and that was it
1: but by go anywhere you think that father gabriel can face no consequences for that kind of dickhead behavior yes Although no, Maggie heard him. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think they'll deal if, with that. If it this was season. just Deanna, fine. Oh man, I, I, so that's a or, big enough threat. Or I
0: guess when
1: ah fuck, I want to talk about the stuff in the previews. All right, we'll tune in the spoiler section for more on that. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Uh, how, how about the wolves? Are we going to fucking yes? Have the we wolves absolutely come to it? have to have. An indication as to who the wolves it, are. It feels like Daryl and Aaron are about to make contact with the wolves. Yeah, First they're right contact. behind
0: him. Like, he says, this just happened.
1: Yes, yes. When he, he comes up with the lady on the tree. Um, How about Morgan? They fucking teased him all last season. He has not been hide nor hair in this season. Are we going to see Morgan? If not, um, is that the stupidest Stupidest uh, teaser, spoil, or uh, and stinger in the history of seasons. I'm gonna say no, no, we're not gonna see him. Then it is stupid. <laughs> I know it's I know. so dumb. I mean, I and unless the only reason is to keep Lenny uh, James. James, I want to say Lenny Bruce. I know Lenny James under contract. That's the only way that's acceptable. Like I, he has to have at least 60 seconds of screen time per season, or I don't know his rookie contract expires and they have to pay him 50 million a year. I don't, I can't explain why else they would do that. But
0: yeah, I, I don't know. He's probably coming back,
1: but I'm going to say no. Anyway, maybe the extra 10 minutes next next episode is just Morgan All Morgan. Yep. All Morgan all the time. Uh, Sasha coming to peace or acceptance of, or finding a role in this world. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't need I, to see I, that. I
0: don't think, I think she's going to stay crazy at least till next season.
1: I think they're going to have their I think they're going to have their hands full with the Rick versus Deanna. Yep. Dickless has a gun. Pete. Father Gabriel's because I do think they have to address that. Yeah. The Wolves and Morgan. Those are the minimum things I feel like they have to address. And they've got, say, 60 to 70 minutes to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's a full episode. It's a full episode. I'm kind of excited. Uh, Sarah from Ice Planet Hoff, which has the definitive take on Rick and Jesse. Okay. Rick still got, she, 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 she entitled her, episode, or her uh, feedback as Rick's still got that roiling feeling. Whoa, that roiling feeling.
0: Uh, all right.
1: Uh, anyway, I think Rick's behavior what? has evolved pretty naturally over the past few weeks. Let's review. Two weeks ago, Rick gets drunk for the first time in ages. Through his boozy haze, he realizes he's attracted to Jesse as a romantic object for him and as a maternal object for his kids. Rick is roiling inside because he got all this stored animal aggression built up confronting so much violence over the last months. It occurs to him that he could take Jesse, but he keeps his impulse in check. Mm-hmm. Not quite in check, he does let slip the gentlest of aggressions with a charge the kiss full on, on Jesse's, kiss. Jesse's cheek. Yeah, she's charitable. It was an eyeball. It, it, yes. Tongue-to-eye Gave her free there. lens cleaning. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
0: My contact. Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Rick treads the line of civility there. The gesture is rash at best and lecherous at worst, but at least he doesn't do anything worse than that, not compared with what he's capable of. When Rick sees Jesse and Pete walking arm in arm the next day, Rick feels for his hidden gun in a gesture born of habit. It's an action that bypasses his conscious brain. Mm. He knows he wants Jesse, and his gut tells him that something is off about Pete. Feeling for your weapon like that, it's just what you do. Say, if you're on a watchtower lookout and you see a potential threat on the horizon... Your poison case potential threat becomes an actual threat. Last week, I totally agree with Aaron's take on the Jesse Rick Pete interaction. I think Rick was feeling a bit weird around Jesse because he knew he'd stepped over the line. And I think Rick would have clocked Pete when Pete made his creepy beer visit, again, if it weren't for that kiss. So his awkwardness hmm. and guilt all around restrained him. Last night, Rick now knows that Pete is a violent aggressor. Combine that with Rick's romantic and sexual feelings for Jesse. Combine that further with his roiling animal aggression. He's justified now. Uh, He's railing Givens. Yep. He's not roiling. He's railing. In short, Rick is a volatile mess right now. I think when Rick asks or Jesse asks Rick if he would go to the trouble protecting anyone in her situation, she's really asking him if she he has feelings for her. When Rick says no, I think he is confirming to her that yes, he does have feelings for her. What do you think about? Th- in other words, I would agree that with Aron that Rick would even now go at least some length to save any vulnerable citizen suffering at the hands of the abuser. It's just that in this scene, despite their words, it's not what Jesse and Rick are really talking about. What do you th- What do you think about that particular part of the take? That this was almost an "I love you" more than it was a check on your moral character. It was. Uh...
0: And his response was very Han Solo. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. It's... I could see that argument being made, but it feels like a bad idea to start... I don't know. That kind of relationship out with a lie. Well, and I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know that I...
2: Although those, you know there
0: aren't very many Disney tales that start out with the sexually jealous guy beating a woman's husband to death in the street. Sure. Uh that doesn't go happily ever after, sure. I'm pretty sure. So that relationship is doomed from the start.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it's it's I guess it's one of those things where it does the theory does fit all of the facts at hand. It's just what yeah, your yeah. interpretation is and it's one of those things where we don't have enough context from the episode to decide whether it's right or wrong. I mean, I I could see it being right. Uh, There's a couple other theories down later. I want to finish this one. Uh, Rick does attempt to resolve the situation through the law. Despite all this, he keeps his aggression in check when he passes up an opportunity to execute Pete uh, in the opening. Instead, he urges Deanna to enforce a domestic separation for a couple. That is a perfectly rational solution, one that Deanna should have taken seriously. But she doesn't because Deanna needs Pete's services as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Slabtown Don tacitly approved the use of women as sexual slaves in exchange for men's agreement to enforce security. Deanna tacitly approves the use of Jesse as a punching bag for Pete's aggression in exchange for con- continuation of medis- medical services. Both are despicable strategies, and neither are very civilized in my books. Do you think that's in a deliberate parallel they're trying to show? Two yeah. women in charge, two making deals with the devil for their security.
0: Oh, I, I mean, I don't even know if it has anything to do with them both being women, but it. 'm a I'm not, saying, a I'm I'm not saying
1: that in the raving misogynist sense of the word I'm saying that in the th- <laughs> okay i would hope i would yeah. hope yeah. I have enough cred that no one would think that, but I just want to be a, a clear i'm not saying You're that pointing this out is, parallels I'm saying that this is a, a thematic choice, not a okay. women are fucking helpless and 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 scheming sense sure of the word.
0: sure uh I, I think they're definitely pointing out parallels here i i don't if, if you try to
1: tell me that it wasn't Similar I would say you're crazy Also it's like it's It seems like that's a natural retort to Deanna You're saying this is civilized But let's really break that down What does that mean to you?
0: Yeah uh, She she seems to equate Killing someone with Lack of civilization and I don't know that I Buy that on a, on a basic Fundamental level
1: Yeah it's something I struggle with too
0: it's, like, I'm not saying here that I'm all for capital punishment. I don't know. I Sometimes the crime needs, the punishment needs to fit the crime, and if the crime is bad enough. Well, see, I don't, I used and, to be... And the person is not helpable, maybe. I And I don't want to get into this argument here, because I haven't thought about it, frankly. I'm not going to argue much. with
1: you, but I used to be for capital punishment. The only reason I'm not is because, like, the Innocence Project and just how many... How many people can be rehabilitated, certainly. And not just that, but how how many innocent people we do tend to convict and oh, the fact yeah, that yeah. you would kill someone like that is just more than I can bear. Certainly. But, but here that, this is not world, the, that is not the scenario, right? In this world, I don't have any problem with, with killing people that need to be killing, that need to be killed. If there's like this evidence is clear cut like this. I mean, last episode I thought it was premature to be talking about killing Jess or um uh Pete. Yeah, because of all the problems, people are like, yeah, this has seemed to be jumped inclusions. But this is pretty much proof.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's Carol saying that the kid told her something. But then
1: Rick went to Jesse and she confirmed it. This is either the longest con yeah. for Jessie to try to unjustly <laughs> murder her husband, or Who's, it is— Who she's been abusing the whole and, time. And a, yeah. frankly, this the barrier, the bar for evidence is lower in the zombie apocalypse, I'm, I'm wanting to say, too. Probably. Probably a lot more innocent people are going to be killed to save many more innocent people, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, my point is just to say I don't know that there is inherently anything uncivilized about killing people as punishment. No. Yeah.
1: I and I torturing. Sure. But I'm
0: not making the argument that there isn't. I'm just saying I don't I don't know that there isn't. And maybe I could be. Swayed, it seems but. a
1: black and white argument that killing people for whatever reason is uncivilized. Always is a very stupid argument. That's, In, it's any just,
0: argument it's that not, has not very no, nuanced. Any argument that has
1: no nuance, I think, is a stupid argument. Sure, and that's in the real world. Let alone a world infested by zombies, you know. Yeah, I, I just ruthless... have not considered it enough to, yeah.
0: to, to make that call.
1: Anyway, really enjoyed the take there. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate you sending it in, Sarah. Hope it warms up in Hoth. Uh, Glenn uh, Garthar has another take on Rick, or as I like to call him Garther. Okay. We know it was clumsy, but I'm wondering if the scene between Rick and Jesse was meant to go more along the lines of, would you do this for anyone? No, not anymore. Instead of the flat no we got in the episode. For the sake of two extra words, I think that we as viewers would have gotten a very different impression of the scene rather than it feeling like Rick was telling Jesse that it was But he all- just
0: told Carol earlier in this episode that he would have.
1: Yes. That's the thing, yes. So
0: unless he changed his mind between scene two and scene 12... This episode, then I don't, I don't think that's well. But valid. he could,
1: I don't know, because him saying yes, you would have could it be that's you know historically you know accurate that the Rick, you know, I wouldn't have let that happen to you because you know you're in my group and et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean that that would be forever always his default action is to save someone.
0: No, but he made that point this episode. No, I, I'm playing
1: I, internet advocate. I totally, to me, that's the thing. If they were trying to do this more, he would nuanced have to be very self aware of who he was at
0: the time and how he has changed. And I don't think that's Rick, honestly.
1: If you, no, so it's got to be intentional. It's there's another here. Let me go to this next. Uh, well, maybe I, I guess that's that's kind of uh, Sarah's point um, from Hoth is that he was telling her what or someone else had a take and I must have deleted it when I shifted everything around in the Rick theory section that he was trying to make a gut call about what she needed to hear. And she, um, didn't, she wanted to make sure that not only was she saying yes to being saved by this abusive husband, but also yes to, uh, a person that can be a father for her kids and to take care of them and do all that stuff too. She was looking for, not just momentarily security, but like true security. So lying to her is the civilized thing to do. There, uh, it's not civilized, but it does happen. People lie to each other every fucking day.
0: Sure, but you can't talk about civility out of one side of your mouth. And I Rick's
1: kinda... not arguing for civility. Oh, that's true. So he's arguing <laughs> let for me back, people in the streets. Let me back you right up there.
2: Um,
0: I, I don't know, man. I the idea that he's saying something that he's not saying is, I guess, valid, but. I I still don't – it just doesn't feel right.
1: It also seems like a a pointless gamble to, like, uh, I'm guessing what you want to hear. No? Because when he first said that, I thought she was wanting to hear him say no, that she's not – he's not going all this way just because he's attracted her because that was a way of her saying that just because you – I don't want to be – He does
0: say no. He – she asked him, would you do this for anyone? He says
1: no. But what I'm saying, if he says he, I, I'm saying that it's a fair bet that she could have said she wanted to hear him say yes. Yeah. Because she might want to be saved, but she might not want to be obligated to Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, just because you saved me from this situation doesn't mean I want to shack up with you. Or it doesn't mean that I'm not going to need time to grieve for my husband, who I love, even though, you know, like, I think it's weird that Rick took the gamble. I mean, all I'm saying is it could have backfired if he's just gambling with answering randomly. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm, I'm trying to point out that maybe we, the one of this, one of the twists is going to be that Jesse doesn't really like Rick romantically. Although it does seem like that. <laughs> be a lot funny. Of yeah, yeah, they do. Anyway, Uh moving on. Let me see if I can find where I was at. Uh, Jeremy R. So this is something that's a little bit audio – this is an audio-visual thing. Uh, I've shown uh, Jim these pictures. I'm going to post them in the show notes. But Jeremy R. says, the show has been teasing Morgan's return all season long with only one episode left. Something has to happen next week, right? I can't take credit for this, but someone on Reddit posted images of the severed limbs that Daryl and Aaron found. The clothing on the dismembered arms looks very similar to what Morgan has been wearing all season long. There's also a wedding band, which looks almost identical to the one that Morgan wears on his left arm. Mm-hmm. Also, the sunglasses that Morgan's wearing in the episode or in previous episodes are laying there as well. Or it looks like it. It's with the image I had is kind of tough to tell. Has Morgan been captured by the wolves? Is his torso going to be catapulted towards the group? <laughs> I guess we'll see. He yeah, i the pictures. I'm rooting for trebuchet uh,
0: zombie torsos.
1: So coming over the cold roll walls. What this picture is, is a pair of arms belonging to a black gentleman who is wearing a wedding ring and he's wearing khaki colored uh, long Wind sleeve shirt type yeah. windbreaker type shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Hmm. Which is exactly what um Morgan is wearing in the season stingers that we saw. And it's probably the glasses, but I'm not 100% w- willing to say that that's what that is laying in the grass—the glasses that he was wearing too. Mm-hmm. What did you? What do you think about this theory?
0: So there are a couple of big questions I have. One like, of which is it like, is, a really
1: deep uh, 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 foreshadowing Easter egg?
0: It could be. It could definitely be. I mean the the windbreaker looks identical. Um, the ring looks. Very similar, if not identical. I mean, it's a gold uh, wedding band. I mean, the the problem I have with it is that all of the recent, like, you know, mad Mad Max style Morgan shots we have, he's wearing gloves, like fingerless gloves, which are not on those those dismembered arms. So, so he would have are... had to taken the gloves off. Yeah, which I I don't know why he what, would he do could that. Take,
1: the, the thing is, I think the the point I. I see the point you're trying to make. I think the point is... Like that's it's... a big flaw. Also, the... if the prop department is honestly trying to dress these arms up to make us think Morgan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: why would they have him take the gloves off? Maybe because it's too
0: on the nose and people would immediately go, Morgan! Uh, they want to hint at it, not reveal it. Now
1: you're playing internet advocate. Sure, yeah.
0: But uh, uh, no, I think the gloves are a huge glaring flaw in that,
1: that uh I mean, they could be theory. trying to show the wedding ring, which they couldn't if they had the gloves on. Yeah, I guess they could have one glove off to show his ring and one glove on to <laughs> verify it's Morgan. It's such a sure. quick cut. I can't believe that they would expect everyone to be going through here and getting spoiled. I mean, this is like and that's why the, I
0: think that maybe they were just hinting at it and not revealing it.
1: Hmm. Um, but I, would I don't you know. Feel, the gloves are a problem. How would you feel if next time we see Morgan, he is a reanimated torso? That feels still like a bot- bunch of bullshit for all the the teasing we've seen. Well, that's
0: kind of why I feel like I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you get Morgan back into this story this season. Like Aaron and Daryl just find him. Are we going to deal with Morgan and the Wolves and Pete and Deanna and well, Rick? It would be cool if they and see... Father Gabriel. Like, It'd how be... many issues
1: are we going to deal with in this final episode? Right. It would be cool if they saw Morgan and like saved him from the Wolves. But the problem I have with that is that again, as we've discussed, Daryl has never met Morgan. Sure, and Aaron sure as hell hasn't no. met him. So they would have to be deciding to save one random tied up dude from another random group of dudes. Like for mm-hmm. all they know, the one guy they tied up is the maniac that they've been able to yeah. successfully detain. So yeah, I don't hold much hope for that, but seeing him as just a zombified head is going to be super disappointing to me.
0: What if they go? I feel bad for season Lenny at that point. six. Episode one is a flashback of Morgan. Okay. And then leading up to him being caught by the wolves,
1: dismembered, and then that shot again. I mean, even if it's a a substantial new information, Mm -hmm. uh, a substantial new scene that they'd shoot that would really give me some detailed insight in his character, I'd still feel cheated. Because I want to see Morgan and Rick back together. I want to see a healthier Morgan and how he deals with Rick and all this stuff. Okay. Plus, I just, he's a really good actor. He is. He's fantastic. He yeah. knocks it out of the park every single time he's on the show. He gives a shit, and we could use more of those guys. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thanks for that, Jeremy. Justin G said, Is Carol not the perfect post apocalyptic wife ever? Not only is she on Rambo level of badassness, but she's apparently a mean ass cook in the kitchen and will look after your kid. If I'm Rick, I'm seriously torn between the utter hotness of Michonne's ass and Carol's <laughs> overall awesomeness. Which is looking pretty good in the. The wake up scene. Don't frequently objectify women on this podcast, but Michonne, damn, when she was <laughs> yeah. she was distressed over her uh, uniform and wearing the tight leather pants. Sure, uh, good. nothing nice wrong with work. that. Nice work. Nice work. Tara would have given her a fist bump. Tara would have definitely given her a fist bump <laughs> and wanted to know if she had plans on Friday. <laughs> Slowness said, "I think Rick has been nuts from the minute they got to Alexandria. Frequently, or, oh, sorry, frankly." I think even on his good days, he is right on the edge of completely mentally losing it. But Alexander has finally flipped his lid. When he kissed Jesse at the cocktail party, I was waiting for Lori to walk through the room with her white dress and a martini in her hand. My take on the whole Alexander thing has been uh, cracking like an egg since they walked through the gates.
2: Uh
1: Uh, Rick waving his gun around reminded me uh, so reminded me of the prison when he was waving his gun around when Sasha and Tyree showed up. I really feel bad for him. His his whole M.O. is keeping people safe before the walkers and now. The last time he tried to be cool was with the governor and Herschel ended up dying. I think that kicked his ass. If you think about this experience he is in where he has told himself he is justified in doing horrible, god-awful, brutal things because this is how you keep people safe and survive. Then he gets to this place where people have survived without doing all that. Alexander itself is messing with his whole set of justifications of who he is and how he has behaved. Just something that we kind of danced around. I didn't dance around it. You you poo-pooed on it. Well, I was taking Rick's side. That, like, in the back of his mind, you know, he's always saying, well, they didn't have a tank show up in their gates, but they're still safe. Yeah. They didn't have to deal with cannibals, (laughs) and yet they're surviving. That's the point I made, yeah. It
0: it could be that. But, yeah, uh, Rick is, you know, Rick's questioning a lot of things at this point.
1: Anyway, she continues. This is another alternate take with Rick. Uh, if he buys it, you can survive without being brutal. Then how does he live with what he himself has done? That's my take on it. Jesse said, would you do this for anyone? He said, no. I don't think Rick meant only for hotties like you, babe. I think he was thinking about all the people he hasn't done it for, starting with the orange backpack guy, which is still one of my most horrifying things ever for this show. Maybe I'm filling in for poor writing, but that's how I read it. What do you think about that?
0: That this is a conditional no, yeah. Essentially, that it's like a Carol sure, uh, Jesse sure backpack guy, random no. backpack
1: guy. No, yeah, Alexandrians. I don't have the hot swore. No,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose so. It's still it's still I, less than satisfying. It, it, it doesn't
1: take away from any of the criticisms we had on it. Uh, Dan from Philly Wonders, uh, if you're going to scout for recruits, why wouldn't you have binoculars or at least night vision scopes? They have suppressors on their guns and night scopes on Sasha's rifle, but absolutely nothing to scout out possible new people from a safe distance. Daryl's also riding a bike in here, five miles away. So yeah, they are not really taking a lot of practical scouting. That's advice the thing, here. man. I'm listening back to
0: We're Alive, the uh-huh. the zombie podcast. Yeah, uh, which is a radio drama, which is sure. really good. Yeah, listen to that if you haven't. Um, they do so much more interesting things with. The notion of let's figure out what's going on here. Let's take these very rational precautions. Let's set up shop somewhere. Let's start growing food, stuff like that. Which I feel like The Walking Dead does a little bit of, but not much at all. That's what like they're not trying to find out anything about what's going on in this world.
1: That's why I started survival, surviving. Yeah, because I think there's so much rich, interesting stuff you can do in this world that they just don't in favor of platitudes about. Well, it sounds like Kirkman the, doesn't
0: want to do any of that. He wants this to be—I uh, I don't know—a story about just the humanity of these people, not about any logistics
1: whatsoever. Well, yeah, I don't know because you know, obviously, the comic keeps—you know—the comics about twice as far ahead in history as where we're at now, and yeah. it's—you know—they they do explore other things, but yeah, that is definitely when he says the that the CDC
0: is the weakest part of the show, and he regrets doing it. Sure. I think that was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, those are the kinds of things that I'm sort of on board for as well with the zombie apocalypse story. I made a story. mistake
1: of being too specific about the science behind it, and yeah, no.
0: And now we can't have walkers, stealth walkers, and sure.
1: running walkers. Sure. I don't know. Laurie S says power uh, walkers. Power walk. <laughs> power washers. Laurie S said, "If the finale doesn't open dealing with the major Maggie omission." From this episode, then this signals some more napping at the writer's table on Maggie. Why show Maggie listening to Gabriel's revelation Diana, Deanna if that storyline was going to fall by the wayside? She didn't say anything to Rick? Not what Gabriel said, but how Maggie handles this information. Unless yeah. part of the next episode runs in parallel timeline to this one, we can only assume that this means that Maggie has not gone back and told the group right away about what Gabriel has said. This is huge for me and, quite frankly, signals treason by Maggie towards her group. or which would not surprise me is just another example of the writers inadvertently creating suspense by forgetting to tie a detail in with the rest of the story. Yeah, this is an interesting point and someone else emailed in essentially the same point, which is if, if Deanna is this angry to the point of leaving a perfectly serviceable tuna casserole out on the door and burning notes and, you know, being taken as, why is she so polite to Rick when she shows up, he shows up at the graveyard. And also, if Maggie's told the rest of the group, why is Rick not on like full fucking battle alert from the jump? No, that's the thing. I don't think she has told the group. So because the writers forgot about her because she's honestly not telling them yet. Because
0: they wanted to tell a different story and they just decided they're going to do it despite the implications for the story that is going on currently. Well, but that's like, right. They can't do they can't keep doing that. Oh, they can, and they will. <laughs> Until this show stops making billions of dollars, they will. Trust okay. me. Fair point. I'm just saying. She's right. Maggie... She's absolutely right. That is that is bullshit, that Maggie didn't go immediately to Rick and say, sure. Gabriel is a loose cannon. Sure. Gabriel's spouting off nonsense about our group. Yeah. Do something about and it.
1: there's way more. And, than... and
0: even if she did uh, off screen and Rick ignores it, what does that say about Rick?
1: You know what would have been cool, since they like to jump back and forth in time, if they made it clear that this episode is a flashback that was leading up, like when Deanna came running over to tell Rick to stop, if that was the moment that, that De- Gabriel had come to her. Like literally seconds after okay. her him going away and said, you give me a lot to think about. She hears the shouting and running and goes out to see. That would have been really cool. And that would have neatly explained why they behaved to each other, why they did. Sure. I wonder nope, why they, cool. they they didn't do that. Got too burnt burnt from the time jumps last season. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lori from Philly said, As a point in general, why Deanna may seem like the voice of reason in dealing with Rick's suggestion, just kill someone if he defies their authority. The truth of the matter is they're not living in a civilized society. Rick's absolutely right and speaks from experience that ex-lying someone is only going to come back to haunt them, like it did for Carol. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm, she came back and saved no, her ass. I, I but, added that just I know, uh, yeah. for,
1: because I'm like, you know, sometimes we do the same ironic. shit we accuse the writers of. What do you mean? Like, that is a fine point until you realize that, uh, you know. That it didn't actually happen that way. Exactly. You exiled someone. They survived. They came back later, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and everything was just fine. Anyway, sorry, Lori. Let me continue. Maybe the um, wolves
0: are going to come back and save the Alexandrians from... A horde of walkers. That's exactly
1: what she read her mind. Out, ironically, oh, really? F- for Deanna, her potential exile, Rick, is probably going to have to save the simpleton Alexandrians when the other exiles come back to attack, which begs the question, okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: how in the heck did Deanna's crew muscle out and exile anyone that could possibly have possibly been worth exiling? Fine. They're, yeah. They're all weaklings. Point. What will be interesting is finding out what exactly these exiles did that warranted being thrown out and what sort of incompetence... They must have been, if Diana was capable of exiling
0: they them. They They just had the drunken Pete do it. Pete Pete wandered up and said, you guys need to leave," <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of drunkenly pushed them out the gate.
1: So they just keep him in a rubber room uh-huh, until and they, they need him. They to... unleash him when they need the bat. <laughs> he's like the dedicated bouncer. Uh huh. He's like the gimp. Okay. Um. Anthony P said, "Why can't this goddamn show just show us anything for once?" Sasha loses her shit over Noah, yet we never saw that relationship play out. I wasn't even sure they knew each other's names. It's just assumed that they had a relationship because they were both black, because that's basically how they've written most of the show's black characters. The pattern Mm. is a black character dies and a surviving black character loses their shit. It's tiring. I'm tired of seeing emotionally unstable black characters on this show. Even Bob was a jittery, spineless bitch until his final moments.
0: What? Really? I I never had a problem with the way Bob acted.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a little too happy for the scenario, but he's talking about his alcoholism arc and endangering the group to get his drink on and all that stuff. I, the only thing is, they've shown enough of like Deshane's, Rick's, Andrea's, uh, and Glenn's (laughs) of the world that they're, 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 uh, they're, they're a little bit more rainbow spectrum when it comes to people losing their shit. I don't think that any one race has a, has a monopoly on that. Mm -mm. Um, but, uh, no, totally, I see what your your point is, though.
0: Yeah, Rosita should have had some kind of reaction to Eugene. Although
1: if she did, would we be saying, like, oh, God, this again?
0: Well, you can't have it both ways, right? I get it. You can't avoid the oh, God, this again, and still bring up the topic of the relationship they had that we never saw. Yeah. <laughs> like.
1: yeah. Uh, He continues, Rick and Deanna have this debate over what to do with Pete, where it's just stated how important it is to have a surgeon. In fact, it's so important that a member of Rick's squad, Tara, just came back from a supply run with a major head trauma. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the writers could help us feel the predicament by showing Pete operate on and save Tara at the top of the episode. Maybe then we as an audience would really feel (laughs) conflicted. That's a great idea.
0: That would have been a hell of a better cold open with like nine-inch nails playing over the operation of Tara. yes. Than some candlelight bullshit,
1: and maybe like all Rick's people watching him save Tara, and then we see that is amazing. I that's the thing, man. We don't care about the Alexandrians very much, right? Right.
0: So to show them in the cold open morning their loss versus
1: our group mourning their loss, why wouldn't they show our group? And interspersed with with Pete saving, like if they did that and then interspersed it with Pete saving Tara, I'm 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 like. That's a great The Anthony, listeners are tearing this episode to shreds and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I st- no, I'm not backing away. It's a good episode, but they're pointing out how easily it could have been great. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like we've always said Walking Dead kind of sucks and it could be really good. Now it's getting kind of good, but now it's like, well now we need to take it to the next level. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I guess. It's like are you ready are you willing to settle Um, Speaking of Pete's abuse for a woman that's supposedly been beaten to the brink of death every day Just never has a mark on her Which we've talked about Uh, He goes on He thinks they're losing a thread on a rather powerful theme For a while I thought the show was going to play with the powerful theme Based around the concept of how misunderstandings and mishaps can occur When people are conditioned to rely on their instincts It helps Rick's group survive without shelter in the apocalypse But living off instinct doesn't help you much In sheltered communities dominated by interpersonal relationships this season seemed to be playing this idea up. Terminus was not the sanctuary it seemed to be. Father Gabriel's not the compassionate, level-headed man of God you would assume he's to be. Despite being run by cops and doctors, Slabtown is far from the safest place to be. Eugene turned out to be a liar. Daryl is deeply affected by those around him, despite his facade. Carol, Carol is crafting an image of herself for the Alexandrians that could be further from the truth. With that in mind, I thought this Jesse storyline would play out differently. And we talked we talked about this last week, how people thought that maybe Jesse will be the abuser or there'll be some other misunderstanding. Yeah. But he says, what do we get instead? A scene where Rick, one, uh, betrays everything about his character as a pure-hearted protector and not just a vengeful side piece. And two, tries to make a power play as the new and thus inherently untrusted sheriff in town. He should have known better than to play it this way. He was lazy as it gets from a plotting perspective, so... Also, the Walking Dead writers could have a fight scene that manufactured drama between two factions. What do you think about this take?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. The more I listen to the listeners justifying Rick's no in that scene, uh, the less on board I am with the idea that it was a total betrayal of his character, but at the same time, it's hard not to see it that way. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know, man. The show show's going to do what it's going to do, and it's going to continue to be Walking Dead. And I, like I said a few weeks ago, I kind of came to terms with what this show is. Is it fucking with you that it's
1: been pretty good the last five I think so, I
0: think so, yeah. Um, We're in the Uncanny Valley. We are, where it's not, it's definitely not great. The Unshitty Valley? But it's definitely not bad. It's the Unshitty Valley. It's not (laughs) shitty, (laughs) shitty, but it's not not shitty.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, not so not shitty as to be good. Right, right. Or great, rather. Yeah. Uh, Matt D. has a thought about the wolves. And essentially, he's saying you got the wolves, and then inside Alexander, you got the sheep. Okay. He wants to know um, if there's going to be a concept of a wolf in, wolf sheep in sheep's clothing. clothes. Is there yeah. someone on the inside of Alexander that we should be worried about? And is that guy Rick. dickless? It's Rick. No. Yeah. He's not working for the fucking wolves. Get out of here. No, but he's
0: outside. He's the wolves outside the What I'm saying is, what I think he's you asking is You think there's going there to be an a,
1: actual wolf? Is there a betrayer? And I think that, uh, that that could be Nicholas. That could be why he's stealing guns and stuff like that. It could be, but it
0: doesn't seem like he is trying to take out his own group. He's really pissed at Glenn right now.
1: Well, we don't know why... Okay, when Aiden, Aiden and him... We're out on that supply run, and I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, so forgive me. And they lost their four people. They didn't say anything about it being zombies. They said it's because they stayed calm and we panicked and shit our pants. What if they met up a wolf scouting group and those guys uh, said that, you know, we will help you when the time comes. Give Alexander to you if you let us go. So it's not just a supply run gone bad. It's them being like Benedict Arnold's. Okay. And now Nicholas is the last of that. And he's stolen a gun just so he can effect. So he's the only one of them that didn't get exiled and or killed. No, I'm saying that the wolves are exiles or whatever. And they were on their supply run and the wolves ambushed them. And Aiden and Nicholas said that we would help you take over Alexander when you show up, Alexander, in exchange for our lives. And maybe positions of power within the community. It's your standard... Uh, I haven't really wor- seen a worm tongue on the Lord of the Rings deal.
0: Yeah, I just haven't seen anything from Nicholas that makes me say he's working against them, just that he's incompetent.
1: He's the only one that they've even given a hint of that to, though. So...
0: Yeah, the gun thing is is weird, but I could also see it just being him protecting his community against Rick.
1: Yeah. And, and being mad at Glenn. All right, last non-spoiler one, a philosophical question. Adam J said listening to Rick lecture to Alexandrians about doing what's needed to survive, maybe wonder how our group would have fared if Shane had killed Rick back on the farm. Shane understood how to how to survive early on while Rick was a deadly combination of weaknesses, weakness and indecisiveness. Rick was too busy leading walkers into the barn, driving Randall 18 miles out and farming to make any hard decisions. Shane said it best, Rick, you got a broken woman, you got a weak boy, you ain't got the first clue on how to fix it. I'm confident that Shane's leadership would have saved countless lives and had the group operating as a finely tuned survival force. What do you think?
0: Uh, You could be right. Then again, he could be a little too much of a loose cannon to to lead this group.
1: See, I think Shane, he was so ready to survive that he might have gone over to the governor slash... Gareth side of things I could
0: definitely See that
1: whereas yeah. Rick Needed the little bit of weakness To kind of allow him to be tempered by People like Bob And Herschel uh, You know Shane would never have learned anything From Herschel certainly wouldn't Have yeah, learned anything I'm... He wouldn't have put up with Fucking Bob and his alcoholic ways up, up front so I think that's part of the story of The Walking Dead is Rick being shaped Into the perfect apocalyptic leader that He needs to be where Shane had a lot of qualities Rick needed, but he didn't have any of the the mercy and compassion that you need to actually rebuild a civilization.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I want President Camacho running the show here,
1: right? <laughs> president Loeb. Like, do
0: I do I want an actual president who's going to be introspective and think about things before he does them, or do I want President Camacho who's going to wave guns around, fire into the air, and, I don't know, chug energy drinks all day? Right. And scream. I, I, I don't want the gung-ho guy who's ready to go out and kill everything to be the leader. Right. I mean, you, you, it, you need to have guys like that, I think. You do. But you also need the guy who's going
1: to corral, like, wrangle them. And that guy bit. has to be respected by the latter guys, and I think that's who yeah. Rick is now.
0: I think so. Uh, well, he's losing people now, but sure. I, I think going into this situation, that's definitely who he was.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, what's going to have to happen is the Alexandrians are going to have to be blooded a bit. And then he'll be seen as the warrior king that he is. That Because they, they, right now... Yeah, they, they have, right he have to justify his, his attitude. Right <laughs> now, this town needs Batman, and they're settling for Harvey Dent.
0: And they don't think they need Batman. No. And they, Two-Face they is going to show Mr. up, Rogers. and then it's going
1: to be Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> yeah. And no one... You know, yeah. All that stuff.
0: Ne- no, everybody's gonna throw up the bat signal. Yeah.
1: Say, "Where's Batman? Help yeah. us!" Yeah. And Rick will look down and whisper, "No." <laughs> well, that's it for the feedback, I, guys. I probably didn't even get to read a third of it. I apologize in, huh. in advance for everyone that missed missed the cut. Uh, but if you'd like to try next week, sure, it'll get much easier in the finale. <laughs> you can do so at Watching Dead at Baldmove dot com on forums at forums forums.baldmove.com. If you want to discuss with your fellow fans and listeners, uh, you can keep up with our release schedule on facebook.com slash baldmove and on Twitter at baldmove. Oh, yeah. We're ready for a spoiler section. We're actually going to talk about previews for the first time in a long time because yep. they're kind of interesting. Indeed. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back right after the episode next week
0: or during it if you're a Club Bald Move member. Yeah. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.
1: we're back with the spoiler section what do we have this week uh let's talk about the preview because it okay. kind of dovetails into what i want to talk about with my theory about rick and father gabriel i think let's talk about rick because we see it we see a picture of father gabriel i think walking out of the walls and he's been defrocked he's just wearing a t-shirt and like oh, jeans well he did burn
0: his his collar but he's got a back oh so and now he, he's just in t-shirt and
1: jeans he's in t-shirt he's he's, he's plain clothes officially exactly priest. I think that Deanna might kick them both out. Like you're a rat, and you're a psycho. <laughs> Go forth. And those are equal in my mind. Goodbye. Yeah,
0: it uh, could be. I I don't know. It, it's hard to tell if Rick actually gets kicked out. And I know they don't want to give that away. Um, but he, there's there's a lot of speech over the top of some images of Rick with you know his bandaged face and him kind of handling a knife, and it sounds.
1: But he also looks like he's being escorted out, like a a group of dudes with assault rifles, and he's unarmed, and he's not in a share. Yeah, uniform. I
0: think he's doing the walk of shame
1: right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you think the wolves are going to show up as soon as that happens? It could. A- Aaron and Daryl could
0: could contact them and come back right as Rick is being escorted out. It's tough to say. Um, the other thing that makes me think that Daryl's going to get, or sorry, not Daryl, Rick. Is going to get exiled is because Deanna's saying, "Let's talk about Rick." She's she's going to the the entire group here and saying, "We need to do something about this guy." Uh, mm. So definitely, they're going to deal with that. And th- I mean, this preview is kind of why I say Morgan can't be dealt with this season because they don't they don't hint at anything that would make me think I get it. Morgan is on his
1: way back. The only reason I think Morgan needs to be dealt with is because. Otherwise, it just seems so fucking stupid. Those teasers last,
0: especially since I agree, s- yeah. so
1: out of time too. Mm-hmm. Um, they mean
0: nothing. They, they mean nothing if they don't show something about him.
1: In fact, I'm going to have the grimmest, most bitter laugh if they just have another at like post credits Morgan sequence at the end of this finale, where he's
0: taking his gloves off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Uh. I. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Shall we get to the I, feedback or you got some more stuff on the. I,
0: I just don't think they
1: showed us the most
0: important parts. What about Glenn sobbing episode? in the
1: dark? Glenn's sobbing in the dark. Hmm. Uh huh. Do you think Maggie gets killed somehow?
0: Maybe. Like, what would cause him to so, sob like that? How about this? Maggie goes to Rick and says, Gabriel has ratted us out. Yeah. Deanna finds out about that and exiles all three of them. Hmm. I think Glenn goes with her, though. I don't think Glenn would stay in that town if Maggie got exiled. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Even if she ordered him to. Yeah. I mean, He would say, fuck you, I'm going out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to get my gun, and I'm leaving. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm super worried about Aaron and Daryl being this close. So there's two ways this could go. The wolf, If the wolves are the saviors, then Daryl and or Aaron are going to die. Like, I don't see any way around it. Why do you it. say that? They can't come back with the wolves? And Well, here's... I don't think they are, because I believe, and I think someone even mentioned this in the spoiler section before, is that there is a group of toughs. Maybe they're just a band of the saviors, and they're not the main force, but someone shows up to Alexander to try to take it over, and Rick and company successfully repel them, and also okay. they get overrun by zombies and all that. And what that does is it has the... Conf- it, it, number one instantly makes everything better for the alexandrians because now rick has saved them he this has proved his point yeah. this has proved his point and they've kind of made their point and now rick is kind of the de facto leader mm-hmm. of the at least the military aspect of the operation and he is and it also it proves rick's point that his people are badasses and they are just as 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 good at taking care of things and there's no way that any evil person could possibly have the organization skills to oppose a well armed, well skilled group of do-gooders, unless they have a tie, and then Negan slash Negan shows up. Okay, and his overconfidence is his weakness, and you know Alderon gets exploded. All right, in the cool. four, and Alderon equals Glenn's head.
0: <laughs> they, they've got to show a Walker attack, right, or yeah. or a Wolf attack, one of the two. Yeah, honestly, or I th- both. I hope.
1: I think what we might get next episode is a tease of the wolves being at the gates. Like like literally Rick gets really? exiled. Where Rick did the exiled. budget go for this season?
0: Into the pockets of the executives? Into the maybe the writers
1: for the last five episodes, because they've been damn good. They haven't been that good. But <laughs> they've been good, but they haven't been great. We're turning to the Muppet guys. This is a pretty good episode. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, it wasn't good either. It's kinda of horrible. It stinks. Boo! Boo! Um, Waldorf, and what's the other guy's name? I don't fucking know, man. You don't know the old dudes about? I I
0: know the balcony creepers, yeah, but (laughs) I don't. Oh, that are creepy. (laughs) Well, no, I don't know if I agree with that characterization.
1: Uh, old codgers. I don't know. Codgers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I maybe they go may or maybe they deal with the wolves and Rick just kicks their ass in. And then they spoil. Then they have the massive zombie horde. That's what I'm hoping closing in on the city, and that's what we end with. Like we're going to gear up for a big season six opening battle. That would yeah. be cool too.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I really hope something exciting happens next episode. <laughs> I
1: think I think we're in. Yeah, you're. I think this
0: podcast beat you down, man. I don't know what to think anymore, man. I go into this thinking, "Oh man, this was a pretty good episode," and then the <laughs> listeners come in and say, "Fuck this, fuck that," and I'm,
1: gotten I'm soft, all twisted man. up. We've gotten soft. We're yeah. like Carol. We've 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 taught. We've we've raised a school of fucking psychopaths. And now they're just mm-hmm. knifing people left and right, and you are playing tag with zombies. What have we done? <laughs> what have we done? Created a monster. Look 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 at the flowers, spoiler listeners. Look at the. Flowers. <laughs> Steve F. said, kind of word for Carol and Daryl because Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride are listed uh, for next week on the Talking Dead after show and someone's got to die in a season finale. Right. But they're actually named, which means they're safe. They're safe as kids. They're not special guests. They're not special guests. Yeah. But there is going to be a special guest, he oh, says. Um, he's hoping that someone like Diana getting killed by Pete, like she does in this, well kind of, like, I guess, happens in the not exactly, it's a Kirkman remix. Mm-hmm. Diana or Reg could be killed by Pete uh the next episode. Which I hope is it's kind Reg. I mean, I do too. for
0: for as much as, you know, we give Diana some shit, I think she's a more interesting character at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Even though she, you know, her poker player skills are kind of wear, wearing thin on us. When Pete stabs into death, he'd be like, that's chromium steel, if
1: I'm not mistaken, number enter. <laughs>
2: <Indra."
1: laughs> uh... I found it interesting, too, that it's Diana that said Pete will have a choice of exile or death, because in the comics it's Rick that says that, and the TV Rick is a bit more extreme nowadays, it seems. Hmm. Last week I gave you my choice for Negan, slash Negan, as Ray Stevenson. Uh, We didn't know much about him, but he says he actually played the Punisher in Punisher Warzone, he played Firefly in the latest G.I. Joe movie, he also played a major villain in Dexter Season 7.
0: I've seen none of that.
1: Yeah, me either, (laughs) which is why we didn't recognize him. But he says a sadistic badass is perfectly in his range. That's okay. what you need for Negan. Take your word for it. Keithy A. said, do we think the blender gun will be used to maim Carl as he was in the comics? I highly doubt the show would go there as they avoided Rick's arm, but I'm not sold 100%. That would be pretty rad if Dickless went to shoot at Rick and shot Carl instead. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, with like went to shoot Glenn and shot Maggie instead. All right. And then either way, he gets beaten to death immediately afterward, right? If there's any justice in the world. Yeah. Okay. Show's got too much justice, not, or too much civilization, not of justice. <laughs> Ashley H. said, As we know, Pete dies after killing Douglas's wife in the comics, but I think it'd be interesting if he lives instead. Jesse will probably still die, similarly to how she does in the comic book. In fact, I'd say her fate was sealed when Rick promised that he could keep her safe. Good point. <laughs> He's re- never been able to do when that. When he said, I can keep you and your boys safe, I'm like, oh! Uh, you mean like you did your wife? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and your child, for the whole half-season, you lost her and assumed she was dead? Uh-huh. Um, so you'd have Pete in a situation where he'd lose his entire family. Maybe Sam goes to Carol, and she has to explore the idea of having a kid to take care of again. Hmm. Another mentally disturbed child. That would be very interesting. Like, what what mistakes would she... Yeah, he's definitely gravitating toward her. What would she do differently if she had a disturbed child that she had to raise? Maybe she just goes right to the flowers. A lot more cookies. She just goes right (laughs) to the flowers. Look at the casserole, Sam. Look at the cookies, Sam. Uh, But the more compelling part for me, with Pete being the only surgeon, is if and and when Carl gets shot. I'd kind of love seeing Rick have to rely on this man to save his own son after (laughs) ruining his life and leaving his wife to die. Do you think they could be a remix you could get on board with? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like if they somehow find a way to imprison Pete and Carl gets shot and we get a scene of him like, you know, with Carl's body in his hands and like, you've got to save him. Why
0: should I? (laughs)
1: Because I will beat I I will beat you to death. I will piss whip every tooth out of your mouth. Really? You'll beat to death the only man who could save him? Well, if you're going to let my son die, then yes, yes, I will. If he dies, you die too. You go immediately to beating to
0: death, not trying to coerce him in another way. Sure. Sure. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm a father, man. I'm a father. I have my child bleeding in my hands, and I need you to fix him. I will kill you. Yes, yes, I will. All right. Uh, Olivia D said, "We know Dickless has possession of the blender gun. In the preview of next week, there is a short glimpse of someone passing a similar-looking gun to another person. Could this be Dickless aiming porch dick, or also known as Pete? Okay." PDE, you got Dickless and Pete. We've got a, an impressive menagerie of nicknames going on now. Yeah. Which would result in someone like Reg being shot during another confrontation with Rick. In the comic, Pete ends up cutting Douglas's wife Regina's throat, killing her during a second fight with Nick. This results in Douglas ordering Rick to shoot Pete, leading to the next part of my email. This is a good point. I like this, that Dickless could give the thing to Pete. Yes. With Dickless thinking he's going to murder Rick, which would end their regime. I'm and pr- then Pete fucking it up. Yeah, shooting Carl or whatever, or Reg. Reg, I think would get in shooting the, Reg. Okay, yeah, and then uh, that would make deanna be like, "Fuck this guy."
0: Yeah, and in the preview, it is someone with a bandaged hand, mm. so it's got to either be Rick passing his gun off to someone else because um, yeah. he has a, a small gun that looks kind of like sure. that. Uh, well, wait, no, wait, or, wait, 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 Or getting... is,
1: did it have a? Because it was it. Do you remember? Was it a revolver or an automatic? A semi-automatic. Okay, so we actually paused this and then watched the scene in question, and it is not a revolver. So it, you can't you can't see if it's got a J on it or not. You can't compl- complus- conclusively, conclusively <laughs> prove that it's the blender gun, but you can't rule it out. It's almost certainly –
0: okay, so it is someone handing a gun to what looks like Michonne, given that she's wearing the constable outfit here. She's got the tie and everything. mm so,
1: this it's got to be Rick? Hand?
0: The person has a bandaged hand. It's got to be Rick handing Michonne
1: a gun. Okay. It's not the gun he's been keeping in his belt, though. Probably not. Well, <laughs> it's probably just
0: him saying, you know what? You got to get back on this, this horse. Because she really didn't want to put that uniform on last time. Maybe there's some other issue. Maybe th- this looks like it's completely out of context with what we think it is. Right on. So.
1: All right, moving on to her second point. She so says, people have been speculating about the wolves and who they could be. I think the DC scavengers are the wolves. In the comic, the scavengers are only around for a couple of issues before being drawn to the Alexander Safe Zone by a gunshot. Drawn by Kirkman? Or no, <laughs> well, no I guess he's... not
0: Kirkman, yeah. No. It's
1: uh, David
0: Adler or whatever his name Allard is.
1: or whatever. When their leader, Derek, approaches the gate, he says, little pig, little pig, let me in, which is a well-known line spoken by the big bad wolf from the Three Little Pigs. Is this Gimple's way of giving this group a name and hyping up the scavengers' short-lived storyline by making them seem like a bigger threat before Rick and company regulate on them? If so, I'm hoping they can knock this out quickly in the show so the gunfire will attract a mega herd, fulfilling Jim's wish. Okay. I hope so. Now that I've heard I, that I've been refamiliarized familiarized with the Little Pig, Little Pig Let Me In, the wolves thing makes a lot of sense. So now I'm positive these aren't the saviors. This is the, sec- the subgroup. Okay. So, and yeah.
0: But the, have those people in the comic been exported they got by killed. Deanna?
1: No, they just got, they has got all they's got killed or maybe Rick made. No, a, no, no. I
0: mean, how did they form? Are they, are they comprised of people who've been exiled from Alexandria in I the comic? Think
1: so. But again, okay. I haven't read that plot in years. So, ah. all right. um, What I'm going to do, I think, because <clears throat> it doesn't take very long to blow through like 20 comic books is between next week's show and a wrap up show. I'm going to reread that whole thread Okay. And kind of, but I I felt like it was the right play to not. I have been rereading them right before the season, and it's just been fucking up my expectations. So <laughs> I stopped yeah. doing that this time around. Uh, Nick A said after watching this week's episode and interviews with Norman Reedus and Michael Cudlitz, who said the finale will have you in tears and will also piss you off. I have a few predictions. First, I think Rick gets banished, but is not allowed to take Carl and Judith. This
0: Ooh. not allowed shit is not right, man. Like. How are you not going to allow this group to give this man his son
1: and his daughter? Well, if he wants, if Carl wants to go, I don't see how they stop him. Actually, I do see how they stop him, but I don't think they would do it. But not letting him take Judith, I think they could get away with. Because what's Judith going to do?
0: Yeah, I. You would have to assume that the group has completely turned against Rick.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. His own group realistically i can't believe glenn michonne carol abraham rosita hell even down to eugene and tara would stand and let that happen yeah i mean they've seen rick i honestly don't see them letting them them letting them exile rick if you want to be honest hmm Like, Michonne is going to clock him out to protect himself and protect Alexandria from him. Yeah, yeah. But just defuse the situation. And Daryl? (laughs) Daryl coming back, hey, where's Rick? I bet, what the, nah. And you kept Carl
0: and Judith here? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess they could do that, but man, that would be such a betrayal from Rick's people. It'd be
0: a stretch. They would need to really set it up with a lot of, I don't know, a, a lot of conversation about them not agreeing with Rick. You know what
1: would be, be cold smack is if the group takes exception and the Carol steps forward and says, well, he banished me when I was a threat. Mm-hmm. That would be and it'd be and and it would be cold, true and kind of deserved because <laughs> I still never agreed with Rick making that decision on his own. She did say that she forgave him. I get it. But in this that would be a little petty to
0: come and just say, oh, yeah. And also this. But she's
1: not saying it like in judgmental. She's just pointing out the fact that, look, we've made these hard decisions before. Mm-hmm. Do you want to all leave with Rick? Do you want to take this over? Can we take. I mean, I, I don't know. You're right. Hold, holding Glenn. It's a fine, I don't and envy the writers. Judith. If they want to exile Rick, I don't envy them trying to navigate, although they'll just plow right through, I'm sure. Yeah. They'll yeah. just do whatever, and we'll have to just try to it. Run a tank it. through the plot. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so that's his first prediction. Rick is banished but not allowed to take his kids. Second, as Rick fights for his kids, Daryl joins him and ultimately gets killed either by an Alexandrian, perhaps mm. Tickless, or mistakenly by Michonne as he tries to interject beside Deanna. I think Daryl's safe. He's you a do? Named, he's you a named, totally change your tune on that. Only because he's a named guest on fucking The Talking Dead. <laughs> All right. Is it, I don't know, maybe that's their game. Well, I mean, if so, hats off to you, Kirkman. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Jake T, I have a theory about where the show is going. I saw that they haven't been cast anyone yet, or they haven't cast anyone yet for Negan. I'm thinking that's going to be Rick. This is a crazy out there theory, but it's so crazy, I wanted to read it. Okay. Let's say that Rick gets banished for this season finale on Sunday. The next season will start year, one year from that time, and Alexander will be larger and thriving. Glenn and Michonne will be in charge of the constable duties, and life will be good. The first episode will progress and introduce new characters, and everything will be fine. But in the last shot, a foot will come into frame, and it will be Rick Grimes. The second episode, (laughs) he comes to town, demands supplies, and then proceeds to deal the head blow to Glenn with his bat. Leather biking jacket. This would kind of be awesome if they actually... You know, we've seen these anti-hero shows Which where it's like full loses his mind. Yeah, you got like Don Draper and Walter White and Tony Soprano, where they're bad guys, but yeah. you also still kind of feel sympathetic to them—the
0: anti-hero sort of deal.
1: And they've either died or their story's in. But what if a show wanted to go super far out there with their concept and be like, we'll have the guy turn into an anti-hero? He'll become the villain, and then he'll become a regular guest, recurring star as the chief villain going forward has that ever happened outside of like a soap opera i doubt it i doubt it that Uh, could happen though like in real life people oh yeah yes big changes like that sure i don't know how i would feel about that
2: yeah, I not, feel like
1: that's one of the things we would call bullshit on That's the thing, I, I, Jake, I say it's crazy Because I can't imagine them taking their cash cow And tipping over the tables that far uh, Like negligent, sure Just something that ballsy and crazy But, but from I what think I the know, idea is really cool Negan's still around in the comics, right? So it's yes. not like this would shorten the life of Rick as a character No, it would just radically change him Yeah It'd be the remix of all remixes <laughs> it'd be the gray know, al- it'd be the gray album man
0: pretty much yep
1: <laughs> uh that's all the feedback we got in spoilers okay and thank god because i'm losing
0: my voice yeah i am too uh thanks everybody for listening i guess we'll be
1: back next week i get, if we don't die of whatever we're both apparently coming down from <laughs> yeah, simultaneously right. i think no more open mouth kissing all right this Fine. weekend was the last time <laughs> it's just too much communicable disease okay
0: i, I can get
1: down with that. All sure. right.
0: Well, we were stuck in a tree together for a long time, so (laughs) what'd you expect? All right, see you guys.
1: Bye-bye.